This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yes, that's right. Robin Akiva need a podcast episode number 128. HGTV shows are trash. Coming off the heels of spinoffs are trash uh, that I have to see that should we have done two are trash episodes uh, back to back? Let's find out from the man who is, uh, let's see how much he knows about home renovation. The great Akiva Winokur. Akiva, how are you? will say i once brought up i said like should we not do two our trash shows back to back yes your response was something like that's very stupid why yeah no i i mean i'm just saying i'm saying out loud for the first time but i mean it's mm-hmm. i think it's fine we'll we'll see what the response is from the audience but i don't think that this is uh, gonna be that similar to the spin-off shows that we watched last week with jason reed which was a lot of fun uh got to hang out with jason for a little bit on uh the clubhouse renap up this week yeah i don't i feel like i don't get invited to these like it's my podcast but i i don't even know about these these uh club you know the clubhouse people are too cool for me i guess i don't Mm -hmm. know do you feel like i get a special invitation i I mean you you're like so on top of what's happening on clubhouse like Mm -hmm. i don't know if you get an invitation or you just know what's happening well there was we'll talk about it in the mailbag uh some things that were discussed on the uh clubhouse uh renap up from uh this week but here we are episode number 128 highly uh anticipated been on the wheel forever been pitched for a very long time hgtv shows are trash uh we've got some great panelists to join us to talk about this uh they are the co-hosts of the temptation island wrap up where i guess some relationships are undergoing some uh renovations it's sort of like uh let's go to temptation island let's tear down this relationship let's have an open floor plan here for a little bit that's code i think and uh see if we can uh basically uh be happy together and uh sort of the same idea as most of these hgtv shows uh first uh no stranger to renap uh back with us it is kirsten mckinnis kirsten how are you Oh, I'm doing great, Rob. I'm so excited to be here. I truly, I don't think I would have ever been here if it weren't for HGTV. Uh, truly, my portal into reality TV. So I'm very excited so to be here. So HGTV was the first reality show that you watched? 
Oh, a hundred percent. I used to, my mom was so, I mean, this probably isn't like recommended, but I used to like pretend to be sick to stay home from school. So we could watch like trading spaces and the design challenge and just like daytime HGTV uh, when I was very young. And they're some of my fondest memories. Okay. Maybe right. not like recommended parenting or whatever, but like, I, I think it's why. fine. It's oh. a fine to, uh, as opposed to a bunch of other things that you could watch. Yeah, uh, and then, of course, uh, back with us after making her debut on uh, The Match Game is the great Maggie Morgan. Maggie, how are you? Hey, guys. I'm doing awesome. Um, <laughs> I am super excited to be here. My mom is so excited that I'm here. I was saying uh, when she found out the title of the episode was HGTV shows are trash, are trash she audibly gasped mm-hmm. and was like, they are not. So that gives you uh, some semblance yeah. of the household I grew up in and the, uh, <laughs> my exposure to HGTV. So. <laughs> Maggie, your mom is such a fixture on the Temptation Island wrap up. Uh, Did your mom watch any of these episodes to give us notes from Mary? Well, she didn't like she knows how I feel about a couple of these shows. And she was like, "Okay, so I know you're going to say this, but you have to also mention this part of it because she knows that I'm not a fan of some of some of these people um but she yeah i mean i like the fixer upper episode that we watched like i watched that with her like the other some of the other episodes they're perfect fodder for like me and my mom to be complete haters Mm -hmm. and like hate on the contestants because that's like half of what you watch hgtv for it's awesome my mom and I are pro haters, so yes. like it's it's a great it's a great time. For you us. are professional haters, or you hate professionals? Yeah. No, we're we're pro- like we are haters. Mm-hmm. Like we do it professionally. Wait, how do you get paid for that? I feel um, like I've we, missed a calling. We get paid uh, with, by our my father giving us wine so that he can laugh oh. at our hating. That's that's <laughs> okay. how we're well. Anyways, I can send my address <laughs> to get some wine delivered. I guess. Yes. Um. Akiva, uh, how's your week been? My week's good. I, I think we just had a bump in the road in the last couple hours in our week. Me oh, and no. You. What happened? It's not, it's not, it's sports stuff. Oh, it's not interesting to stuff. talk about yeah. at the top of the show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that affects my week. Like, mm-hmm. and what else is going on? I don't have much else going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also need to apologize to both of you. Why? Um, mm-hmm. So I've been informed that you just really want Tom Hanks on the podcast and I keep making it not happen. So I'm just really sorry about That's that. Renat Renat said, we, we, we keep trying to book Tom Hanks and Kirsten says we cannot have Tom Hanks on the podcast. <laughs> oh. Renatbot came for me this week, actually. Like I, one afternoon, looked at my phone and suddenly had like 20 Twitter notifications and they were all Renatbot related. He also said that every time I'm on the podcast, you two hate me. So... Hmm. Um, well, you need to have words about that too. You're not allowed to hate me. Yeah, I have not been following uh, the Renat bot uh, super closely lately. So, uh, yeah, I was thrown thrown. <laughs> Did you mute loop. him? Did you mute the no, Renat? Oh no, I don't know. I don't know. Like I was. How uh, dare you, Rob? Yeah, I was no, looking. Rob follows seven thousand people. How's he supposed can't to see, see what's anyone's going on. tweets? It's true. It's true. Yeah, uh, there was one where uh, that I, I think the. Yeah, the the Renat bot really uh, made me angry last night. Uh, tweeted, Robin Akiva need a new name. Robin Akiva rebrand Renap and try to come up with a catchy name. And Liana from Ho Hoop Dreams could be a great oh. name. How dare you? Yeah. How dare yeah. you, Renat bot? <laughs> 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 no, Liana. she's from science. <laughs> 
dreams. From mm-hmm. science or Napbot. Come on. From Ho Hoop um, Dreams. Got, yeah. Ho Hoop Dream. Yeah. What is it? Napbot is, I think, has a screw loose. All right. Mm. Uh, let's talk about HGTV shows. Akiva, are you an HGTV show guy? I wouldn't say I'm a guy. I, I'd say I have watched a lot of HGTV, but I don't know like the difference between the shows. I definitely needed some guidance from our uh, our experts in picking the shows. I will say this was one of the hardest um, jobs in terms of picking the shows yes. because there's so many. There's just dozens of them. and yeah. Some are personality driven and some are sort of show driven. And we watched a little bit of each. But um, and also it was. Yeah, I did say I wouldn't say I'm a guy with no other context. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I don't, I'm uh, just chuckling silently to myself. Let me listen. Yeah. I, I, so I, I, I think you could do like we could do five of these and do different shows and and you yeah. know and never never repeat. Yeah, this could go into the sequel mechanism. That I would being love said, to come back. Yeah, just just uh, putting that out. They're there. already angling do for more a second appearance. Yeah, yeah. No, if if we do do more, I love HGTV. I'm here. Yeah, I, I'm. Well, yeah. And there's ones I wanted to talk about that Akiva shut down. Yeah, so. and there's ones that uh, I don't know why we didn't talk about my favorite HGTV show, but uh, we can explore that. What is it? I'll talk about. It. But but you know, it it also it kind of doesn't matter because I feel like that. And and correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like that just about all the HGTV shows are exactly the same. That yes. we find. No, there's a couple. There's well, a couple there's some of variations. There's some variations, but to me, it's a little bit like uh, going to Baja Fresh, and I'm not sure if any of you are pl- or or Chipotle. It's basically everything has the same ingredients. It's just a little bit of like what order uh, do you have them? There's cheese. There's rice. There's a tortilla. There's chicken, there's guacamole, and then, ooh, this one has the cheese on the outside. Oh, oh, they, this one, they start with the cheese, and then and then you get the guacamole. It's basically all the same. Close yeah, your eyes. Yeah, which is why, Rob, it's why it's like one of my favorite types of reality television to watch, because I can truly turn off my brain mm-hmm. and just, like, veg out and watch it. Like, I, I just, like, love, like, being yeah. a couch potato and just watching, like, the same exact thing over and over and over again. I'm very into the formulaic reality yeah, shows until, because it's it's very soothing to me. Until one day when you get a fixer upper tiny home and you're gonna know exactly <laughs> how to make the house sing with your personality. Yeah. I already have a tiny home and it's called living in a New York City apartment. Okay. <laughs> like I mean, we can talk about that when we get yeah. there, yeah. but Every HGTV show episode starts with people like, oh, we're really not happy with what we have. You know, here come the heroes. Uh, They fix things. Every single episode ends with, oh, my God, I can't believe what you do. Like, there's never been one episode, 10 million episodes of HGTV. There's never been one episode that's like, uh, you know what? I'm really not happy with what you did here. Rob, actually, that's not true. There's an episode of the design challenge where Debbie goes in and paints this beautiful mural for this person's husband. And then he says, I hate it. And the end of the episode is her painting the wall white again, first of all. And second of all, that's not even true of the episodes we watched today. Mm -hmm. One of the episodes, I've got a lot of questions about what happened after the end of the show and where they're they're at now. Okay. I'll also say, Rob, I have if for the we we watch three shows, I think, you know, uh, We'll talk about them in the order that that I sent out. But I, I, I for the last of the shows, Rob, I have a, a little bit of a shocking twist at the end. Okay, I'm a um, why well, are could, you telling him you have a shocking twist? It's a tease. It's a tease. It's, for, it's a tease uh, for the listeners. Uh, so, could you tell us what shows we are going to be watching in case anybody wants to stop down, uh, mm-hmm. or, or do you want to surprise people again? 
No, we could start. We could do this. Uh, we could because we always get tweets like, "Hey, which shows are you watching?" Yeah, I mean, um, that, I don't think that that's an unreasonable request a, from the listeners. Hey, what, can you yeah. tell me what shows you're going to talk about on this podcast? I'm going to listen to. Yes. Um. So we watched Tiny House Hunters, uh, season one, episode three. Family of Six goes tiny. That's uh, the first one we chose, and and listeners submitted that, and uh, I think they nailed it. Then we watched Fixer Upper, which is more of a personality driven show with Chip and Joanna Gaines. That's Season three, episode two, Home Away From Home, also has a much longer, more boring name uh, if you're, uh, depends on which site you're on. And then the Property Brothers Buying and Selling, season three, episode seven, just a coincidence that that's what we watched, Chris and Jennifer. Yeah. So those are the three shows we watched. Now, I like Love It or List It. And I, yes. I always said, we tried. Love, it, Love It or List It, well, that's my show that I watch on HGTV. Why didn't that make the cut? So we did try. Um, I also made a push for Love It or List at Vancouver, which I like better than normal Love It or List. Is it the same people? Um, no. So Love It or List at Vancouver is Jillian Harris, who was the Bachelorette, um, does the designing. And then Todd Talbot is mm-hmm. the um, real estate agent. And I just thought it would be really interesting because a lot of times as a Canadian watching HGTV shows, you see people move into a friggin' mansion. And it's like, that'll be $130,000. Whereas like Love It or List of Vancouver is like, here, you want this um, mouse infested shack? That'll be $1.3 million. Mm. And so it's just like a nice reversal to what the shows are like from the state. It's, it's interesting to watch. So why couldn't we get the, Love It or List It? You didn't love it, it was Akiva? A, Wait, Akiva it was origi- vetoed it. Why? It was originally on the list, and then I believe the episode we you, wanted, it was we a, couldn't a, originally find. on the list. It, yeah. And then what happened? Yeah. We we uh, we didn't love it. No, Who's I, the I we? Think we? Akiva I is using could, the royal we. Um, yes. Royal Ray. I, I could not. I think we couldn't find the episode. Yeah, so it, we wanted. We were having we wanted. trouble finding. But Akiva doesn't online. care about that because for this Tiny House Hunters episode, I had to get an American friend to buy it on Amazon to then stream it to me because it is impossible to watch in Canada. So he only cares about his convenience and not mine. Not okay. true. I I made sure they were they were available no, in Canada, but it also- was not available in Canada. <laughs> I literally had to ask an American friend mm. to buy it for me because even with a VPN, I don't have a U.S. mailing address to buy it on Amazon. Hmm. Oh, uh, okay. It's all by the way. It's on, I I bought it on Google Play. The tiny house. I could have did it on YouTube Play either. Um, but any um, but yeah, we could have done that one. But I, I it'll, I'll explain why we chose the Property Brothers. It'll make sense at the end. Why did we have to watch uh, the Fixer Upper? That's the one I would have exed out. I pushed. I pushed for it that because was it's iconic, choice. Rob. That was okay. a Listen. special. Fixer Upper, Chip and Joanna changed the entire face of HGTV, and I will stand by it. And when we talk about it, I can go into all about it. Okay. And now they have their own network. They became yeah. such icons. They have their own freaking network. They they did a lot to make HGTV worse. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. they, <All> like, right. <laughs> we'll get there in a second. All right. So we'll, we'll talk about three different shows. I don't think we need to go like beat by beat through the shows, no. but we can sort of like talk about no. the concept and talk about just like HGTV tropes uh, overall. Uh, Tiny mm-hmm. House Hunters, season one, episode three. How many seasons uh, were there of Tiny House Hunters? There I were four or five, but a lot. I, a lot of these shows like come and go and then get replaced by like a very similar show. Uh, there's like tiny house hunting, I think. Like, but uh, this is no longer on the air, as far as I know. Tiny house, house hunters hunt- is sorry is one of the shows, unlike Fixer Upper, where you're the like the person leading sort of the show is the couple. There'll be a real estate agent along the way, but there's no on air personality that's hosting the show can, at all. Mm-hmm. Can we oh talk yeah, about and the real estate agent in this episode, uh, because she thought that this couple was absolutely 
uh, yeah. unhinged. And I agree. Anybody that's appearing on this show is going to be unhinged. That's why they can't have one person. They can't like set up shop in one city. There's like, right. uh, you know, uh, the, maybe like 15 of these situations like in North America where people are like, well, I own a large home. Uh, I'd like to really downgrade to a $30,000 home uh, for my family. Well, I, I think like I live in a place with a housing crisis. And so a lot of people do kind of go for the tiny home option. Um and it's not because, oh, I have a big home and I want to go for something little. It's because, oh, um, I will never afford a home here unless I live in a shed. Sure. Sure. Well, uh, the thing about house hunters, though, just to like get away from the episode and back just to house hunters in general, house hunters is the perfect perfect show to be a hater for because like they get these couples who are just ridiculous and who have like always one of them is like more specific than the other and you can root for what like either the husband or the wife depending on which one is like less horrible and you can you know like I love to just watch it and be like they're ridiculous they're stupid for wanting washer and dryer in the basement why would you want that you know like you can just easily pick out what they're upset about like they're always walking into rooms being like this paint color is terrible and it's like Buy it. Buy a can of paint. You yeah, know? Maggie. So is- when you say house hunters, is house hunters a different program than tiny oh house my hunters? God, so, ha- Rob. so Rob, what? house hunters. There's no, house hunters. There's house hunters international. It's like a state. It's like the CSI of HGTV. Yeah, it's like the Law and Order. I would argue that Property Brothers is more like CSI and Tiny House Hunters. Yeah, Law and Order is like like Law and Order is. House Hunters and then like Law and Order SVU is Tiny House Hunters and Law and Order, you know, Criminal Intent is uh, mm-hmm. the House Hunters International. But they're all 30 minute episodes. Everybody always looks at three houses and then picks one. But there but is some already, dirt. Yeah. Yes, they've already bought their house before they ever film the episode. And then the other two houses they see are just for the show. Like hmm. you can't go on House Hunters unless you've already purchased the property. Okay. So it's all fake. So all fake. what do they they do? Like, what does the, like, uh, show, they just following you around? What's the point of being on the show? Mm-hmm. I, to get attention? Yeah, to, like, you know, go, you go and look at houses and talk about what you like and what you don't like. And then we, as the audience, are like, this is the one you should pick. And then when they pick the one you inevitably hated, you're like, these people are morons, mm-hmm. you know? But they, they don't even, they don't get paid, right? The people who are buying houses, they don't get paid to be on the show. Um, I, I wouldn't do. be surprised if they got a little bit. Mm-hmm. A stipend, yeah. Yes, I a little stipend. So, in this episode of Tiny House Hunters that we watched, uh, there's a family of six. They live in uh, it appears to be Valencia, California. Mm-hmm. Uh, the you know husband and wife seem to be gainfully employed. Uh, mm-hmm. four kids. Uh, not a completely dissimilar uh, situation from you and Mara, mm-hmm. right? I mean, uh, yeah, you kids. know, four kids. And, uh, you know, the kids are probably like comparable ages. Uh, Would you two consider maybe (laughs) going to a tiny house to get closer and and bond more? Um, I mean, we've already lived in an apartment. Like, I'll say this. My kids watch these shows and it is like very like these shows are TVG. They're very kid friendly. My my kids watch these shows for, for this episode. They were like calling the police by the end of the episode. They were like, these parents should be in jail. You know, the kids don't really, the kids don't come to New York for when they're, when they're checking out the tiny homes in 
in upstate New York. Yeah. So you don't see a ton of the kids um, because it was probably all filmed in one day and, and mm-hmm. the kids just aren't there. But the, like the, the kids are clearly not into the tiny home. Like this is almost child abuse, right? Like they're yeah. bringing these. Yeah. Like, and it sounds like, sorry, Akiva to butt in, but it sounds like it's a punishment because mm-hmm. the kids like spend too much time in their room. Mm-hmm. They're like, like, how well, they're dare- 14. Yeah, how dare my children not want to be in the same room as me 24 hours a day? I can just only pray that they have abandoned the tiny house living before COVID. Can you imagine? Yeah, not a lot of areas uh-huh. to self-quarantine yeah. uh, in the tiny home. Like what? They're all in homes, like school from home oh, in yeah. the tiny home? <laughs> I'd rather be dead. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I will say this. Like, I just today almost signed a lease on uh, an apartment that was about 600 square feet, which is what they're looking for. And I didn't because me and my one other adult roommate decided it was too small. So like me, me as two adults versus six people with like, Win two-year-olds. Well, it's just insanity. They did the math on it. They said, well, we fit, we're looking for about 100 square feet per person in the house. Yeah. What? I just... So, here's the thing. So, at the start of the episode, they talk about how, you know, the family has not had that much time together, but they went on a road trip, and they, they were in it. a van for, like, I guess a couple weeks, and they were thriving, and it was so much fun, and it taught them, and they got closer as a family, and it taught them that they can live in a tiny home. I think that both of these parents should be like institutionalized. I I just don't understand. Like the poor kids, like the two girls are in confessional and they're like, this is going to be chaotic. Cause you know that mm-hmm. they can't say what they really feel. Yeah. Well, they looked at setups where the adult parents were all going to be staying in a room with the kids. Like they hey, looked at like places that have what, one bedroom. What is this little house on the prairie? Do yeah. you like, Hey, you know, I, I you can't. think that they didn't want any more children, but they don't believe in birth control. So they said, oh, tiny house. Yeah. That's how we, that's yes. how we do. We will never be alone again. <laughs> tiny house is God's birth control. Yeah. Well, I mean, do, do you think that was the reason for his facial hair? Like, he's like, we can't have any more kids. Let me just grow this facial hair and um, you'll never want to have another child with me. What do we think <laughs> that that guy is? Wow, Akiva. So what do we Ow, think that guy's job is, though? He's an animator, I thought it said. He's an animator. Is he? What was her job? She was a like speech therapist. Yeah. Because they both were like, I don't know. They were like, we can have more flexibility to work less if we have a tiny home. Like you mm-hmm. have four children to put through college. Yeah, you that's true. To work mm-hmm. more. <laughs> I think, I think that they honestly probably like, this is my theory is that they realized that their mortgage was too much on their house. They didn't want to pay it anymore. Mm-hmm. They were like, how can we do this? But like, you know, not have a mortgage because they were like, uh, we want to pay in cash. They're going to buy this house for 80K in cash. And then they were like, I know the correct way. Let's shove our family of six into a 600 square foot home. That sounds smart. Yeah. Couldn't they just move like to a state where real houses cost less money? Like, surely there are places in America where they could have had no mortgage for what they were But it's near their family. For. Yeah, I think never, her mom really lived uh, okay. near yeah. uh, Corning, New York. So they're also going to get free childcare? Is that <laughs> yes, the yes. idea? Yes, uh, that, that's probably, like, the <laughs> hidden secret is that, like, two of these kids are going to live with grandma. <laughs> oh, maybe. that's Hopefully, I, also, girls. 
Corning, New York isn't like, is like upstate. It's not like the metro area, is no. it? No. Yeah, like so. upstate New York, Kirsten, is not like the most expensive prices in the world. You know, like it's, it's, you can find houses there. I, I don't know. This whole thing obviously was just like the most confusing thing ever. And then, so they take them to see these three houses, which this is the formula oh of house hunters. Yeah. Rob, it's like... Wait, hold on. Kirsten you know, is uh, jaws on the floor. What happened, Kirsten? I just... Okay, so I just obviously pulled up Zillow and put in Corning, New York. And in 2021, they could get a four-bed, two-bath, 1,400-square-foot house for 89900 hmm. Like... This was like a decade oh, ago. This three-bed, two-bath, 2,600-square-feet, sixty nine nine. They could have had a bigger house than 600-square-feet. They chose arbitrarily 600 square feet they could have double the size for like the same amount they of money. didn't want it they they didn't say we, so they said What's we want to be them? in cramped quarters where our family is not close enough together we need to have 100 square feet per person i'm gonna tell you right now 200 square feet per person would have been fine mm-hmm. they would have still seen plenty of each other yeah oh my god oh and this house We're, is ugly. at they least one of the houses they go to doesn't even have a shower like they don't there even. There was an outhouse. There was an outhouse. Well, one is yeah. an outhouse with no shower, even in the outhouse. And the husband says it's like an adventure. Mm-hmm. It's not an adventure to have yeah. to poop in a hole every day. Not even that. That the house had no heat. Uh, this is uh, <laughs> upstate New York. They're like, oh, the, the house is heated solely with wood. And the water is gravity fed yeah. from rainwater, from so rain they don't water. have like water pressure. So, so that's, they wouldn't even be able to live there in the but winter. But it's off right? the grid. Like if it's <laughs> if it's below freezing, then there's no water because it's just for the buckets frozen. Mm. And Ruthie, the realtor, when she is giving her confessional at the first house with the log cabin with the outhouse, she says, "You'd have to be crazy to live out here in this kind of house." Yeah. Ruthie hates them. Yeah, Ruthie I, hates them so much. Like at one point, she's like, "Oh yeah, you know, I usually sell these McMansions, and then people realize there's 72 windows in here. I gotta clean." So, really admire what they're doing. But you could tell she's like being held yeah. against her will to give that confessional. Yeah, how much could the real estate agent really make from this sale? Honestly, it's like I don't know the percentages, but I feel like this is this selling the tiny homes is probably not a big part of her business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's getting some FaceTime on TV. If it wasn't for TV, she would just like uh email them the address and then uh, let me know if you're interested. <laughs> uh, but that was a log cabin. Like I I think the idea of that place is like it's like a like uh basically you can go there in the summer. I think that's, yeah. that's that's the idea. You want to go and camping? This is, this is the thing. Like, I grew up in Michigan, and so, like, up north living was very common. Like, I had a lot of friends where I grew up who had cabins up north, which were about, you know, 600 square feet because they were on a lake. You were there for a day or two at a time. Yeah, you were sleeping in the same room as your parents, but it's because you would literally go for, like, the weekend. That wasn't the only space. Like, you're spending most of your time when you're on vacation outside so you don't need the inside square footage but like this is not a vacation home this is their real life Mm -hmm. home (laughs) yeah um they ultimately are gonna go with a place that's a a fixer-upper uh kirsten how much work do they have to do on this place a lot they're Mm -hmm. they're turning the kitchen into a a bedroom they're rearranging everything they're like oh yeah we have to whole completely redo the bathroom introduce storage uh, it's, it's 
a huge amount of work. And the way the episode ends is all we see is them like starting to pull things out of the house that are going, but we never see yeah. the end result or what happens or if they actually live there. Right. And so I, and I think that that's kind of like the, the house hunters thing isn't really so much like, oh, let's check in and see how it turned out all the time. Um, but I would really like to see how that house turned out. I want to know what happened to the family. I want to know how early their children moved out. And I want to know their COVID situation. Like I have a lot of yeah. questions and concerns. I, I did a, I did a little research. They did have like a Facebook page and a website, like tinyhouseofsix.com, but they are totally wiped from the internet. So unfortunately I was not yet able to look, but let's put the, uh, the 32 fans. Uh, I, th- this isn't 32 fans. The Renap, the Renap listeners mm-hmm. on, uh, on the prowl. And let's see if they could, they could find stuff about this family. Yeah. 32 okay. fans. Listeners are welcome to join in on the chase. Also. I do need to say uh, one thing about the home that they bought, which was when he climbed up to this, like, disgusting mothball dust filled attic and was like, wow, this is a lot of space. And they said that they're planning on putting their two teenage girls up there. Like this could be a loft. It's one foot tall. Mm -hmm. Like it's ridiculous. Like honestly, like Akiva said, it's like borderline child. Look, they obviously had to add an entire second floor to this tiny house. Like there's not a chance. That they did not because you could not legally put people up there. <laughs> well, maybe they're like, like what? how do okay, we stop the girls from bed. bringing any boys home? Okay, I, we got it. it yeah. Like, okay, yeah, you know what? Put I'm them just in a gonna tomb. go into the closet of the bedroom and climb up a ladder uh, to go to my bedroom. That's, mm-hmm. that's where I'm comfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of the houses was like that you had to like drop a ladder down that looked like a death <laughs> trap to get up and down. <laughs> the kids yeah, like, oh, the this. kids are going to love this. Oh, this is going to be great. <laughs> are they like I, these parents? I don't think any set of parents has ever been less aware of what their kids would love. Because mm-hmm. you know what their kids would love to stay at the school where they know people and have their own room. Hmm. All right. You know. That's just the house hunter's way. I was going to find the worst people alive that are looking for <laughs> Meg, a house. Can you tell us about some of the other different flavors of house hunters there are? Yeah. So there's house hunters international, which is always actually, it, honestly, I think house hunters international is the best version because you get to see so many awesome places. And it's usually people who are just going to stay. Like some people are renting, some people are buying vacation homes. Some people are like, relocating their whole family. They usually have like a bit of an interesting story. Um, They have regular house hunters, which is just, you know, like a family of four in Texas with one on the way needs a new house that is big enough for their needs. And, you know, it's like the whole thing. Um, And it's always like, oh, she's, uh, she like plants trees for free and, he uh, panhandles and their budget is $2.7 million. Like, it's always just stuff like that where you're always like, how do these people have money? Like, it just makes you feel sad about not being able to buy a home because you're like, I'm gainfully employed and these people don't seem to do anything. So I think they just all come from money. The also the one of the best things about house hunters is the scene where they're picking out the house with their realtor. Mm-hmm. Uh, like for example, in this episode, they were eating like shitty pizza on like paper plates. 
But usually they go to like a restaurant and like sit there with a drink and discuss which ones they're going to X out. And like, then you're like shocked that how could they have X'd out immediately the best house, you know? Uh, good times. They didn't see the best house when they <laughs> were looking. I know. <laughs> Akiva, would you and Mara ever appear on a show like this? It would make good TV because we'd be like arguing the whole time. We'd want completely different things. But I wouldn't appear on Tiny House Hunters because, <laughs> I mean, unless like she's kicking me out. There should be a show where it's like this woman is kicking her husband to the curb. Like he has no skills or anything yeah. like in terms of like living. He's going to go to like the most sad, depressing, like bachelor pad in the world. And then look, then like show three of them. <laughs> that would be like, I think, my spot. Like, Oh, there's no oven. Don't worry. I don't know how to cook anyway. But you know what I admired about this couple was it seemed like that they were both on the same page with this. Like, yes. I, I wasn't yeah. getting a vibe where it's like he's trying to force the tiny house on her. She was trying to force the tiny house on him. It seemed like that they both arrived on this bad idea together. <laughs> Rob, they, how they would... They both want tiny houses, but one wants a cabin. Mm-hmm. Rob, how would you and Nicole and uh, your kids do in a... 400 square foot house 100 square feet per person not great since my job is recording sound so like it's very hard for me to be in a confined well, he has area a shed. he has a yeah. shed in the backyard that he's gonna you do know, his the work shed in. might be interesting uh in terms of that but just that uh you know uh basically every day my wife is uh just like beside herself that my kids have made such a mess on the one hand uh, smaller space probably means less stuff, less probably easier to clean. So I don't mm-hmm. know. Maybe it might work out. I loved in this episode how they were shocked at every turn at the lack of storage in the tiny houses. Like, mm-hmm. oh, that's a small closet. Oh, where would we keep our things? Oh, I I guess we're gonna have to have less stuff. You mm. think? Yeah. Come on. <laughs> All right. Uh, anything else on uh, Tiny House Hunters before we talk about uh, our next program? Uh, it appears they've had a fifth kid. So I just found them on Facebook. Are oh. they still in a tiny house? It does not appear that they're still in a tiny house, but I'll I'll get back Thank to you. Send me, send me the, the link. Send me I'll the send link. It to you after. I don't want to you know, dox them on the podcast, but I'll send it to you. Yes. You okay. don't have to dox them, but I want to look at it. Yeah, but I'll say this, Rob. Uh, yeah. The, the title of like a blog post about it is like, it's amazing this hasn't ended in a murder suicide. Like, the, <laughs> the it's crazy. Like, this, the, I, they don't get anything from the kids in terms of like, this is okay. Uh, and we like always say, like, hey, could we move like, uh, you know, a few miles away and go to a different school district? And our kids are like, yeah. no. And maybe we're the suckers. Like, maybe you shouldn't listen to your kids, but I don't know. Maybe the move is if, if you could buy like two tiny houses, uh, sort of like put your kids in one tiny house uh-huh. and then you and your spouse are in the other tiny house. I mean, I think that could work. Could yeah, that's work. something. A concert. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm into it. Okay. All right. I want to hear about Fixer Upper. Uh, and I believe that Jason teased uh, this program last week, correct? I believe he did. Yes. Okay. Uh, so there is like some drama with the couple that are the hosts of Fixer Upper. There's no, there's no, there's no drama with them. Are okay. they divorced now? There's, or is that yeah, a no, a no, that's not. Read. That's a different show. Oh. Oh. Tarek. Tarek, Christina and Tarek, yes. they do. Um, what is it? Flip or flop? I yeah, think? flipper, flipper, and, flop. They're divorced, and also Masters of Flip. They got divorced too. Okay, but okay. no, Chip and Joanna are still happily married. Uh, they did see. this. 
I wish so, they would get divorced. I was watching this whole episode, and I was like, oh, I totally understand why she uh, left this oh. guy. Yeah, she could do better, you're saying. Yeah, yeah. I, well, thank goodness that you said that. Okay, I have a lot of feelings about Fixer Upper, so I'm just going to go. Yes. Uh, feel so, free to interject yeah. to whenever. So Fixer Upper Chip really might be changed the, the Fixer face. Upper here. Yeah. So uh, Fixer Upper really became the face of HGTV when it was on. It was really the first show that put the people who were like, doing the fixing up at the center. And it was because the people love them. They love their relationship. They think they're so sweet and great together. They, you know, people literally moved to Waco, Texas to try to get Chip and Joanna to do their home. Mm -hmm. Joanna ushered in this whole thing of like barn doors and shiplap, which I find to be so ugly. So the thing is sometimes a barn door depending on the house and the people it could be whatever it's fine but the shiplap is literally just it's unfinished you just like started taking down a wall and decided oh this looks nice and then in this episode she says you know it'd be great to make this couple's bed out of shiplap out of an unfinished wall and it looks like trash they didn't complain they 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 liked it well they're dumb (laughs) the couple themselves chip and joanna People love that they think that he's like so funny and goofy. And I just find him to be the most obnoxious man on the face of the planet. Where was the funny? I didn't Everything he does. Yeah. Everything he does, I feel like is so camera pandering. And I've always felt this way. They're very religious, the two of them. And he gives off like the strongest like religious guy vibes ever to me Mm -hmm. where he's like about good, wholesome fun. But like, I worry there's something dark lurking under there. I don't know. I just, I have have absolutely no evidence to support this, but chip, like, I mean, the episode starts with chip, like hugging her from the side and being like, like squeezing her too tight. And she's like, ah, Chip and he's like like hugging her and it's just so annoying. Oh he also, I don't know. At the start of this episode, uh brings home a puppy um without asking for permission from Joanna. And she's just like, Well, you know, it has been a while since he brought home a dog without asking. So I guess they just have a bunch of dogs. Is this a thing? Yeah, they own a farm. They 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 own like a bunch of businesses. They they it's this whole like Magnolia thing that she does. And I think she's great. Like I think that she is very smart and lovely mm-hmm. and like a good businesswoman, but he just drives me up a wall. Um so yeah, but literally like this was the design. Like Chip and Joanna in 2015, like everybody was doing like farmhouse chic in their house because of this show. Like everybody was obsessed with shiplap and these barn doors and this unfinished Okay. You know, dining yeah. table. It's, ahead, honestly, Rob. I'm the only reason why they didn't make reclaimed wood more of a thing is because reclaimed wood's expensive and shiplap is not. So, why did we watch this particular episode of uh, this show? I, I, I have a theory, Akiva. Okay. Uh, this episode is about a couple who are uh big fans of uh Baylor. They love they yes. love the they love Baylor University mm-hmm. who upset Gonzaga, who you yeah. hate Gonzaga. And hate so Gonzaga. this was more uh just like putting Baylor over and just to rub it in the faces of all the Gonzaga fans. Um I don't think that was that was really it. I think a lot of the episodes are real like probably mentioned Baylor or something just because they live in Waco. Like that's all the, it's not like, it's not, it's not like the, uh, you know, certain shows where it's like, all right, we're going to film a batch in New York city. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to go to 
Okay. Uh, you know, Philly. So why they're season all, three, episode there. two? Um, I, I we just I, honestly it was like a what was available online and b what um I like the description. I like the idea of like these people deciding. So to give to to give a, a brief background in this episode, it's a couple that's like in their fifties, I think, and they have one kid who is thirteen, and they want to buy a second home because like ideally one day he'll go to Baylor, even though he's in eighth grade now. Mm-hmm. No, no, that I think it's I think it's more so that they wanted a place to stay so that they could continue going to watch every Baylor sports game uh, and have a place to stay. They were probably like spending a fortune on hotels because I'm picturing them going to like every tailgate. Uh, they have mm-hmm. like major, major, major school spirit, even though um, they have not gone to school in many years. Uh, <laughs> Did but they yeah, no, go to Baylor? Are they Baylor yeah, alumni? Yeah. They both went yes. to Baylor. Um, and yeah, so I guess their son also. Love you, Bay. Yeah, it's going to Baylor and uh, he does not have a say. Kirsten, that is something like in the States, especially in the South, like people have hardcore school spirit, like mm-hmm. even people like in where I'm from, like the University of Michigan, yeah. like people didn't go to University of Michigan. They never went to college, but they still like go to the games and tailgate, yeah. you know, like oh. they college football, you know. You yes. Know, Akiva, is this a common practice of the Northwestern Mafia? Uh, yeah, you know, all the big, all the major big 10 schools, Michigan, Ohio state, Northwestern Shore. Mm-hmm. They, yeah. They do that. You know, I'm going to talk to Nicole about this. I'm going to see after we get done with this podcast, I'm going to go see if Nicole wants to, uh, buy a home in Oswego, New York, maybe a tiny home. Let's <laughs> see if I can talk her into a tiny home in Oswego, New York. That's I, maybe we can get I, honestly, a steal. It would probably work really well. I think you should definitely consider that. Hmm. Yeah. One our running out family. to some frats or something. Yeah. Like, yeah. What's the problem? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So, all right. So we have our uh, fixer upper. We got our couple, and they're gonna go look at a bunch of homes. And a- anything exciting going on here with with uh, these homes that they're looking at? Um, nothing. Well, the, the home they ultimately choose has like a cardboard ceiling in one of the rooms. Yeah, it's like it's um, like a weird, like very old, like cheap ceiling mm-hmm. tile, um, and it looks like nothing. Like I don't, I don't understand. Um, but Joanna climbs onto Chip's back to feel what the tiles are made of, and they find that it feels like cardboard. But they love this ceiling so much yeah. that they will do anything to keep it, even if there's a water leak. Hmm. Yeah. Which, of course, there is. There's always any of these shows that has a renovation. Mm-hmm. You're going to see a water leak. You're going to find mold. You're going to find that, like, the electrical's not to code. Or you'll find, like, pests in the hall. Like, there's always going to be at least one major thing that you did not expect. Well, uh, especially with, like, the, these people. Like, the, always one of them has to, like, go off and call the owners and give them the news. And then there's, like, a commercial, commercial break. And you don't know how the people are going to react. It's always that trope. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, I guess what are some of the other tropes about uh, fixer upper that we uh, want want to talk about? So, every single episode, Joanna um, designs like a custom piece. She gets her carpenter to do a custom piece for the home, and this one was the like Kirsten alluded to it earlier, the headboard. But she also, at the end of every episode, Chip does all like the labor, and Mm -hmm. she's the designer. So at the end of every episode, Chip and her kids come and bring her something. They like bring candy or cupcakes or books or something and they all give hugs and then 
Chip brings the kids and they leave. And Joanna stays late at the house into the night, getting it all staged and ready. So all of the decorations, you know, are hers. Mm -hmm. But if you actually were like, so these people who saw their home, if they wanted to keep all the furniture and all of Joanna's decorations, you know, it's an extra like 20K. Wow. So like, yeah, it's like very expensive to keep it staged the way that she has it staged. Um, but yeah, like they she, they, they get, always yeah. do like some type of craft project thing. And mm-hmm. um, I liked when the kids came this time. They yes. had to put the books on the shelves by the fireplace. Um, they had to do their job designing. And if you look at the back of the scenes when the children leave, they put maybe four books on the shelf and then the rest are just like in piles, like not how you would have books on a shelf at all. And by the time the family comes to see their new home, uh, the books have been completely rearranged because the children did a garbage job and they didn't try very hard. <laughs> um, the other trope is at the end, uh, when it's time to see your house, they mm-hmm. have the like fake, like giant Ali Lasher ordered from Staples poster of the original. <laughs> on wheels. On yeah, wheels for like a homecoming. They, yeah. That they open, um, kind of like how on Extreme Makeover Home Edition, they would have to move that bus. This time, it's just like a poster that they pull the sides apart and then you see the house mm-hmm. behind. Yeah. Did any of you notice in this one, when they were about to pull the poster apart, it looked like it was raining really heavily on Joanna, but it was a sunny day in hmm. every other scene of this. I didn't notice oh, that. Oh, I didn't notice. It looked like she was getting rained on, uh, but then there was no other rain in the scene. So I'm like, did hmm. they do like multiple takes of this when the family wasn't there? <laughs> I wouldn't put it past them. That sounds correct for well, reality TV. It seems like that really every one of these HGTV shows, like if you ever hear like a story, it's like, oh yeah, nothing is actually what you, uh, you know, is, <laughs> uh, it is portrayed as on the show. People also like there, there's been scandal with this show fixer upper where people have yes. like gone on the show. <laughs> You're like scandal. Yes. Uh, people have gone on the show and gotten done their whole sob story and gotten Chip and Joanna to do their house. And then, turned around and put it on the market like four months later and be like the like essential fixer up our house is for sale. I Anyone can on buy it. TV. And people, literally. And then people go and like spend a crap ton of money on it because they want to be in a chip and Joanna house. Mm-hmm. And um, they're like, they need to vet, like they started to vet their people better to know that they wouldn't do that. When Joanna went to the designer uh, or the mm-hmm. like, uh, the carpenter uh, with mm-hmm. her design for did was it just me or does anybody else think that the, uh, that it's like that there was like uh, some some chemistry between Joanna and this other guy? They mm. she goes to every single episode, like since the first episode, he's been the carpenter. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. I mean, more I, it might have been one sided on the part of the guy. Okay. Okay. I was going to say, I don't think I've seen chemistry with Joanna and Chip, let alone (laughs) Joanna and the carpenter. Like the thing is, is it's like Chip is the most annoying man alive. Mm -hmm. You obviously she has to love him because Mm -hmm. there's no other truly. But then I also find her to be like very annoying. Hmm. So maybe they're just like, really? Oh, ugh. Oh, I like I like Joanna. I don't understand how she deals with Chip because it's like having a she has like seven kids and it's mm-hmm. like having an eighth kid. It seems like like he's so he's like he like they'll be in confessional. And I know he's doing this because he thinks it's like funny, but he'll be like poking her face as she's talking about like 
you know, like design stuff like a child. And I'm like, you are like a 50 year old man, Chip. You have to stop. Like it it drives me crazy. Nothing worse than people who are not funny, who think they're really funny. Like that's like a big pet peeve. Did you think he was funny, Rob? No, I thought he was. I thought he was annoying. That's why I was kind of rooting for when the carpenter uh, showed up. Because, but <laughs> then the Google like, be like, she is now shacked up with the carpenter. Well, I thought uh, after talking with home. Jason, I was looking <laughs> no. for this. I thought this was the couple that it was like, oh no, she actually left him for somebody else, and the mar- they're not together anymore. And I was trying to like, oh, looking at it through the prism of okay, this couple's not going to end up together. And so I was seeing everywhere Rob- I looked. I was seeing all these uh, signs of uh, impending doom, uh, especially when the carpenter is like uh, gets the design from her and she's leaving, and he's like, "Okay, uh, uh, you're amazing." Like uh, <laughs> that was a weird way to end the conversation. Yeah, I'll pay you for, for you know, I'll pay for this later. Whoa. Um, I, I, here's the thing: in two years from now, we're going to forget about Chipping Joanna, and like, there's going to be some news on TMZ. And everyone's going to be like, oh, great news, Rob. Look, and we're going to be hit by it. We're going to be like, what the hell? What, what's going to be the great news? Chip and Joanna are divorced? Saying, if, if they were getting divorced, we're going to get like an onslaught of like when Beverly Cleary died. Like, oh, look, the Renap curse. The curse. Uh, and it's then a we're going to feel bad. Yeah. We, yeah Wait, you know. we, are you putting Beverly Cleary's death on us? I'm not. But who did? No, nobody put it on us. But we, did get, <laughs> we get a lot of messages when somebody we mention gets married or gets mm-hmm. divorced or dies. I just I don't want to be responsible for that with Chip and Joanna. Okay, I want think you're off the hook. I hope I yeah. hope that Chip and Diana, uh, Diana, Chip and Joanna get divorced and it's seen as my fault. <laughs> I hope that I can take claim for that. I can sleep easy knowing that I broke up that marriage. Mm-hmm. People love him though, like right? We all find him to be so annoying. People love him. It's like he's like their dream man. They think he's so sweet and funny. Okay, I'm serious. That's, That's someone's a- dream man. Yes, people are obsessed with him. Maybe there's that a lot of people. That sexuality is not a choice. <laughs> well, he is like he does things around the house, so maybe there's like uh, people that are saying like, "Boy, I wish my husband could fix up the house and not and like at least he's productive. Like he might be annoying and not funny, but at least he can like uh, <laughs> renovate a home." I think people do think he's funny. Like that dancing he was doing. Mm-hmm. I think people like would watch that. Like people in the Midwest would like sit at home and watch that and be like. Oh, chip. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe specifically in the Midwest. Okay. Look, yeah. Big I looked up. Okay. I looked up Chip and Joanna and hit news on Google just to see if I could find anything. Mm-hmm. And this article from a month ago, the headline is is from People. The headline is Joanna Gaines says she'll get a tattoo of the number sixteen in honor of her husband Chip when he dies. Why? What's sixteen? Why is number at Baylor University? Um. <laughs> I'm, tr- I'm Did looking he go up to now. Baylor University. I think oh, they went, but not together. His, yeah, sixteen is his favorite number. Oh, um, that's like the Dwight name Gooden. of his. Mm-hmm. That's one of their stores. It's been dubbed Testaverde. number sixteen. Um, and it's become a family number. All their kids use it on their sports jerseys, and so on her wrist, she will get um, a one six tattooed when he dies i like is how he, she's optimistic he that he'll she's die blind. first <laughs> he's like, yes one day he'll be gone and i don't have to deal with this anymore i'll look at that 16 and smile <laughs> okay uh then let's talk about probably the flagship of hgtv the property bros yes so the one thing is though this is property brothers this is buying and selling with the property mm-hmm. brothers so it's not the original property brothers the original property brothers the concept is always this a couple 
want to buy a new home. They do not have a lot of money, but they have an extravagant wish list. Mm -hmm. And it always works where they are brought into their dream home and they get to see everything. And they think, oh my God, it exists. We found it. We found a unicorn. But then um, Drew says, listen, if you want this house, it will cost three times at least your budget. You can't (laughs) afford this house. You can't have it. But we can buy you a crappy house and renovate it and give you close to what you want within your budget. So they always have that moment where they like trick the couple, um, which obviously became, you know, less real over Mm -hmm. time. Yeah. Uh, This one is buying and selling. So this is always um, people that are not happy with their current home. They want to buy a new home. They have to renovate their current home in order to afford the new home. Uh, So it's, it's not the same. Normally they're renovating the house that they're going to be living in, not the one that they're selling, but yeah, the buying and selling. Yeah, this one was that we had a family, a family of 11, another large family, and they have a crappy house. Uh, they want a better house, but they need to renovate their crappy house to move to a better house. Uh, so like, uh, to me, I feel like that, uh, not as perfect of a concept as love it or list it, where you have a crappy house, they want to move. And there's a competition between can we renovate your current house to make it what you want? Meanwhile, there's a, there's David who's trying to <laughs> find you a house that you might want instead. And then you could use the money from the renovation to then buy the completely new house. I understand. Um, but I, okay, look at this family. They have nine children. They can't afford a renovation or a new house because obviously they have many mouths to feed. Uh, this family was ahead of the curve on, um, school from home because Mm -hmm. it looks like they are already all homeschooled and their house was so bad. Yeah. Like ugly. Every room was painted a new horrible color. Um, things are falling apart. The counters were so damaged. Mm -hmm. Um, this house was horrible. Yeah. Oh, as they said, uh, hard to do upkeep with nine kids. Can I just say all of the children's names? They wrote them down. Yes, please. Please. I only got one of the names. Okay. So their children are Nehemiah, Mordecai. (laughs) Yeah. When they said Mordecai, I was like, hold on. Really? No, there's people named Mordecai. But like mm-hmm. that's what my dad used to call me like as like like as like a pet name. I didn't realize there was actually people named Mordecai. So that's Nehemiah episode. Yeah. <laughs> Save it Nehemiah, for a old guy. Mordecai, Odessa, Deborah, Barnabas, Thaddeus, yeah. Jeremiah, Priscilla, and Abigail. So these are clearly people they who ran out of, they ran out of the yeah. Bible at the end there, Maggie. They, yes. they could have at least Abigail. Uh, they could have at least done uh, the seven brides for seven brothers where they're all Bible names, but they're in alphabetical order by age. So you can at least keep it and keep it straight. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah, so this family is like a little bit off. Uh, Akiva, I feel like the, the dad had a, a solid uh, Mike Pence look going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, never been alone with a uh, yeah. with another woman, not his wife. <laughs> I'll also say, uh, what you say like a poor man's Mike Pence, yeah, not well, quite very poor as man. studly. Yeah, very poor man. I will say, uh, let's just say these people uh, probably still waiting on the vaccine. These two, <laughs> that's my guess. <laughs> and and uh, 
goes without saying that the people from the first one are never getting it. The tiny home people. <laughs> oh, I don't know think, enough about the Baylor I, people. I so. feel like from the, the tiny home people, I think at the very least those the 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 children are waiting until they can get it with No, well the kids could get it. Yeah. The kids are in like in college. They probably have it. The the kids in college, they have it for sure. And they're just like <laughs> calling home every day, like, Hey, you gonna mm-hmm. it, I mean the biggest kids? red flag to me was the combination of the names with the homeschooling, like one or the other, like sure. Mm-hmm. But when I realized that they had named all of their children these things, plus they were all homeschooled, that's when I was like, okay, Pastor Chris, like this is what we're doing, I guess. Yeah. I, you know, I just can't. Uh, I, I had there, I had nothing to relate with these people on at all. Like I just, I couldn't connect with them. Um, I felt, I really felt for like the older son who, yeah. like, uh, I can't remember which brother was like, here's a camera so you can film this process so you don't have to participate in our yard sale. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to buy any of those people's things. I, all you know, of they had a competition like between yes. the boys and the girls. Yeah. yeah. Uh, those are paid actors. So, yeah, the house that they were going to renovate was, was a disaster. Uh, my, my favorite thing about the house was uh, there was a fish tank. There was an aquarium in the kitchen. <laughs> Uh, mm-hmm. And one of the property brothers is like, "What? What is this? Why do you? Why? Why do you have this here?" <laughs> and they were like, "Oh, it's relaxing. I like to drink my coffee and look at the fish tank." Yeah, Pastor Chris loved it. Jennifer was like, "Finally, someone agrees with me that this fish tank shouldn't be in the kitchen." Yeah, Akiva, I'm anti fish tank. Get a screensaver. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, you know we always have fish, and they never last long. Of course, we famously have Elmo has Corona here. Mm-hmm. I don't. I, I'll be honest. I'm so involved. I don't even know if he's still with us. <laughs> um, I haven't heard the kids mention <laughs> feeding the fish time. in a while. Um, yeah. but, How about yeah. Mordecai for a next uh, fish name? <laughs> Mordecai well, is a great pet name. Like I would name my next cat Mordecai. But like that's I didn't realize that it was like an actual thing that people named like their children. Like I've never met a human named. Well, Mordecai. in the Orthodox world, because Mordecai is is um is from like Jewish literature. That uh, I've there are there are Jewish Mordecais, but not Mordecai. That's uh, that's just the Johnny Depp movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got to go the hard ch. All right, so they've got this really ugly house, and then uh, they're going to go around and they're also finding a house. But they have a very like a uh, strict budget. They can't they can't go over their budget, which I think was uh, three hundred thirty thousand. Uh, they're they're looking at homes. Uh, Akiva, anything interesting about the homes they look at? Um, the yeah, I mean, so yeah, they need the extra money from the sale to to get the home. But yeah, we're still talking pretty cheap. Where do we, do we know where they're living? Like what part of the country that these people are in? Um, this looks like New England to me, just the way that the houses look. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know. Where's sure. the Bible Belt in America? Yeah, it's a, not in the South. But do the property bros like uh, strictly work in one region? No. So the property brothers move around a lot, um, depending on the season. Yes. They do actually a lot of work in Canada, oh. actually. Um, a lot of the production on Big Brother Canada has worked for the Property Brothers as well. Oh, okay. Um, so that would be my thing. Like, are, they I, mm, are they Canadian? Are they Canadian? They might be. Yeah. I don't, no, aren't they from Vegas? Mm-hmm. So there are people that have worked with the uh, Property Bros and the Pax Bros. 
Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. And that would be my thing. Whenever I was like stuck in a room with a production person for too long, I'd be like, so do you know the property brothers? No, and then says, you know the like, Pax brothers. Well, all of them would obviously know the Pax <laughs> brothers. Um, but I'd be like, where are the property brothers from? And uh, they would just like bring up like fun. They are facts. Canadian. Just yeah, I, I had a feeling that they were Canadian, but I don't know. Vancouver. You know I don't know place? how much I want to claim them, you know? Because mm-hmm. I think they're like technically Canadian, but they grew up in Vegas. Mm. You know, Rob, you know one of these guys landed uh, Zooey Deschanel, right? Yes, I right? did. Uh, I think I knew that in the back of my mind, but then I was, uh, was it Ali who tweeted your DM about which one of these uh, no. dweebs? No, that was me. Which one of these, which one of these dweebs is uh, dating Zoe? Uh, one in the plaid. Yeah. yeah. By the way, the, the either of these guys could beat you up, Akiva. I, I, don't, I wouldn't be dropping the D word on them. Like the property yeah, brothers are true. tall. There's got a reach advantage. And even if they weren't tall, they could be half your height and they could still take you in a fight, Akiva. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, one of them, I mean, one of them is like swinging a sledgehammer all the time. Yeah. Like maybe well, you, you could you take a realtor one, perhaps. You could like get him on a bad day. <laughs> but the guy in the suit. Even the realtor guy, they do brother versus brother where they both run a a home like they both have home reno skills hmm. um does jonathan have uh realtor skills could they both go both ways i think you can go realtor skills realtor to contractor you never go contractor to realtor yeah uh, how tall are they they're tall i know they're tall um are they six ten uh oh six four and six five okay oh so it's overstated how tall they are yeah. I do love the fact that it's like the like shtick of it is sort of like just so absurd that it's like these two twins and one of them wears a suit and has his hair cut short and the other one wears plaid and has his hair long and mm-hmm. swings a hammer and it's like you know which one are you would you want to hang out with more it's like that whole thing that yeah, I do who funny. are you who do you want to kick it with? Yeah, well, yeah. Well, you're probably uh, the plaid guy there. Yeah, Rob, I guess did you ever more, want a twin when you were a kid? I feel more like I'm a realtor, but I guess I'm. If, <laughs> if Jonathan wears uh, the plaid, I guess maybe I'm more hit. I'm more oh, him. Apparently, which one is JD? That's Jonathan, right? Yeah. But weird to give the initials that Jonathan. I guess has lupus. Oh no, is he okay? That's oh. what I found out. Yeah, he's he's. They figured it out, and he's on. Uh, He's on medicine. And who dates Zoe Deschanel? I think not the realtor. I think the one who swings. Yeah, the, the one who's not the realtor, which is, yeah. is Jonathan, right? Yeah. Okay. And who does Drew date? He's married. He's married and has a child. Linda Fan. Okay. I thought forever when I was watching it that um, they were both married, but then I found out that he was dating Zoe, and I was like, oh, I guess he's not. I've been hmm. misinformed this whole time. But, yeah. Do you think it's hard for them to resist, like in the dating world, of uh, finding somebody who's not exactly perfectly their type, and then going through a lot of painstaking steps to try to shape their Renovate partner? Them. Yeah, I think they're great with an investment, uh, an investment partner. You know, someone who, like, right now they're not at their full potential, but give them three to five years, and they'll be, you know, returning mm-hmm. on, on dividends. Yeah, I mean that would be a good dating show. I feel like. I guess that's kind of queer yeah. eye. I mean, they sort of like uh, took take guys and sort of say like, "Hey, look, the, you know, let's get this guy in some different clothes. Let's cut his hair." Now, all renovate of a sudden, his house. Yeah. Suddenly, Bobby's doing all the work renovating their whole house. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. So, yeah. Uh, any any other takeaways from the Property Brothers? Uh, are they funny? No. I mean, they're funnier than Chip. They're funnier than Chip. Yeah. But that's not hard. Like that bar is in hell, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not it's not hard to to step over that one. The Property Brothers. Um, one thing that some people might think is funny is I've been informed that their like storage locker combination is sixty nine sixty nine. Okay, maybe that's funny. Nice, good sense of humor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the thing that I thought was like fun about the episode is that the Property Brothers were like getting in there with the kids, and I did. I do have to say, I thought that the kids were really cute. Like, I wanted to be like, oh, this like litter of kids, but like they they were really cute kids. At least. Very sweet. At least these parents seemed to care a little bit about what their kids want. Like they yeah. did also completely mold their children to be how they wanted them by keeping them home all the time. Uh, but they at least like somewhat cared. They'd be like, oh no, this absolutely will not work for our children, which uh, other families in this podcast episode, uh, they lack that. <laughs> Uh, Akiva, maybe the biggest horror show of uh, the episode uh, came to be when uh, property brother Jonathan uh, is uh, moving around the kitchen and then uh, they move the stove. And uh, not only is it like really gross, there's a lot of like uh, food and stuff back there. But they said, oh, yeah, you have a huge mice problem. Uh, mm-hmm. Could there be anything more embarrassing to then uh, discover... That you that your house is infested with mice on national television. And how do you not know? It's not just infested with mice, but it's like it's it was infested, but we had no idea. We never like nine people in the house, eleven people. Oh, they well, never saw even mouse. if you had an inkling, I think you, yeah. you 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 can't be on TV. It's like you know, I thought we had a mice problem. Oh, it's like <laughs> oh my, this is a complete shock. Yeah. I had no idea. The other thing with it though is it's like they had such a significant mouse problem. Mm-hmm. Like, this was not like, oh, we found a few mouse droppings. Maybe there is a mouse. We'll get a trap. We'll block the holes. It'll all be fine. No, that was like, there's been generations of mice have been living in that home and yeah. in the walls. And uh, there's no way you don't know about that. Akiva, have you ever had to deal with a mice, with a mouse? Yes. When we first got married in our first apartment in Washington Heights. hmm there was a mouse and I wasn't home. And my wife claims. I'm going to switch you <laughs> yes. up to tell the story. I love any story um, that starts with my wife claims. My wife claims that I was like waiting for her to come home, like sitting on the top of the couch. Mm, uh, like, like Cody Calfiore. Yeah, to deal with the, <laughs> the mouse because I couldn't get to my phone, I guess. <laughs> without, but then like, and then, but that was just the first time. But I, you know, we, we grew a couple and then we had, we had them in that first place before we had kids. And, uh, mm-hmm. Uh, we learned to trap them and stuff. And uh, Akiva, where in Washington Heights did you live? This is interesting. Um, well, I went to college there, Yeshiva University. So it was like one, one that was 184th. Oh. But, uh, then we lived on 186th in Amsterdam. You should buy a home there. Uh, yeah, to, to cheer on the Maccabees, the D3 basketball team. Yeah. That would be wild. Um, I, that we had a, a mouse in a, uh, the, the first place I lived, like on Long Island, when I moved out of my parents' house, uh, that there was like a, a, a mouse issue. And then I had to like go and like, uh, try to set a lot of traps, uh, for the mouse. But, uh, that the actual like mouse trap, like you could lose a finger, uh, mm-hmm. like setting the actual mouse trap. Yeah. And the thing that you don't see on the cartoons is, uh, even if it works, 
you've got like uh, a oh, gruesome yeah. sight to behold. Oh, yeah. I, um, we would get maybe like one mouse a year or one mouse every other year in the house I grew up in just because they would get in when it's cold and then you deal with it. But once when I was very young, I couldn't have been more than five. I found a mouse that our family cat had gotten to first. And yeah. that was also not the most. It, that wasn't as gruesome as with the actual trap, though, at yeah. least. There's no happy yeah. ending to a mouse story. No, no, no. My my first apartment that I lived in in New York City in Harlem had mice in it. And um, I had a roommate who would always take care of it, like would set the trap and then like would dispose of the mouse. But he had left to go home to Texas for Christmas and it was just me there. And I walked into the kitchen and saw that there was a mouse in the trap. And my first immediate thought was just, okay, well, it's just going to have to be there for the next couple of weeks until it gets back. Cause I can't, I can't do it. I can't dispose of it. Obviously I didn't do that. I, I had some courage, but it, there was a lot of tears. I'm not going to lie. I did cry a bit when I had to put the mouse and dispose of it because it's very mm-hmm. sad. Yeah. I, I not did cute. work. I worked once uh, in a place that had a significant, Kent mouse problem that they would not do anything about but the boss was such a like a nature lover that she would we had no kill trap so every morning uh, we would come in and there would be like between three to 15 <gasps> mice in this no. three to and 15 then, and then i had to go set them free in the woods every morning <laughs> and then it's like you just know the exact same mice are just gonna come back in they already, because yeah it's they didn't take one that's effort. what they do in a laboratory they teach them how to run through the maze yeah. and get back to the thing <laughs> like oh. they, there's not like they didn't take one step to like fill any holes in the building to prevent mice from coming back in we my coworker and i took a tally and we set free over a month and a half like over 70 mice and it was mm-hmm. for sure the same mice every time it was horrible you that should was, drop like, them off further and further away well we were going as far as we could out into the woods but there was also like bears in the area mm. so you couldn't really oh, go like, my. Yeah, throw a mouse at the bear yeah the mice it was so scary once one of them jumped at me and I think I was bears like, are afraid of mice no but they'll go chase it they'll, they'll eat them i think no it's elephants no, no. are afraid of mice uh, the boss is obsessed with the no kill mouse thing then the boss can be the one to release the mice into the wild <laughs> oh that's no that's a rough say. job she would never she would have never mm-hmm. that terrible that was a horrible job. I did not like having to see the mice all the time. Yeah, no. any job that invi- involves dealing with mice. Like is, I wasn't the Property Brothers as well. I wasn't hired to for pest control, you Mm-mm. know? Uh mm-hmm. that's not for me. No. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. All right, keep anything else of the Property Brothers yeah, so season 3 episode expl- 7. Yeah, explain how this episode ends and then we have uh, some context from the listener about this episode. So they they buy a house that is like I guess kind of will work for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I feel like there wasn't that much memorable. Right, okay, so I'll explain. So basically, they yeah they um get they they get the the price they were looking for from, and it's always the exact price, right? Well, no, they had uh, to go up five thousand. They had to what, go no, yeah, but okay. for, for the for the sale for, for yeah. their sale. Akiva, they get for the, the price yeah for the record. For. I thought that was kind of shady. Where like uh you know I that you're telling me property brother Drew just knows the market so well of yes. like he tells them like okay. Um, you'll be lucky to get uh two twenty for this house if we do the renovations. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the episode, he says, "Great news! 
I'll be able to sell this house for 220. He didn't yeah. sell the house. He no, just told crazy. them like, oh, good news. Yeah. Uh, we did, we had some people looking at it. Uh, nobody made an offer, but we are, we will sell the house for 220. We're, we're locked in. Yes. Yeah, it we're was 190. In. We did the, we did the renovations. Everyone is really stupid and they will, uh, they will now bump this up from a $190,000 house to $220,000 house. And we can now buy. So we, they put in an offer for another house that is, I think, three. They put in the, the offer for 330, which was their max yeah. budget. Um, and I think that the house was listed at 340 or 345. Mm-hmm. Um, they came up to 335 and that offer was uh, accepted um, to the show. Can I just say one more thing about the renovation they did before? Sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the color choices in this renovation were also really wild but the most wild thing was like there's no actual island in the kitchen so there's just this like weird green table to be used as additional <laughs> counter yeah. space and I, I can't stop table. thinking about this like very skinny table that was just put in for <laughs> counter space I, mm-hmm. like it's living in my brain right I now. thought it was kind of cute I don't mm-hmm. know maybe Man, just I been- feel like that's one of those things where you're like, oh yeah, for like a first apartment having some kind yeah, of setup like that that's say. not really functional. Oh, that's kind of cute. Not uh, your nine children. Not with your nine yeah, children. Yeah, that's I very mean, fair. Hmm. I'm thinking for myself and my yeah. apartment hunt. Like I, yeah. I could do that. Yeah. But yeah. like yeah. you could deal with it. In you fairness, want that the, in the next home family moving in may not have nine kids. Probably not. <laughs> yeah, Rob, I, can I you play not. Can you play the audio I just sent you? Yeah, from is one there of any setup to this clip that I'm going to play? He will explain it. He will. I told him to keep it brief, and it's a it's a good story. Um, okay, but basically, the the listener who sent this in, Jared, his family was the off screen family who uh, sold the house to our our couple with with nine children. Okay, oh. here, here we go. Hi, Rob and Akiva. My family was moving a few years ago. And one day, our realtor got a call from HGTV, who wanted to tour our house for an episode of the Property Brothers. We were really excited, and a few weeks later, HGTV spent a whole day filming at our house. We felt pretty good about our chances, but after that day, we never heard from HGTV again. Oh. Eventually, we had to move on, and we ended up selling to another family. About a year passed after that until it was finally time for our episode to air. I was ready to hear the Property Brothers say horrible things during their tour. But when the family came, they actually said they loved the house. Not only that, but they told the Property Brothers that they wanted to make us an offer. According to the show, my family then made a counteroffer, and finally, they decided to buy our house. The episode even ended with footage of them playing basketball in our driveway supposedly six months later, but really from that original day of shooting. In reality, there were never any negotiations, and we definitely never sold to anyone from HGTV. <gasps> That's what? it. What? Little twist. That's Little it. Twist at the That's end it. There. Shut it down. Shut, Shut it down. I feel like I've heard be stories person. like this before about um, Property Brothers and other HGTV shows. Um, but now I'm just like, did they actually sell their house or did they mm-hmm. just have to live in that renovated house? Because they I couldn't think they did. Are, are the Property Brothers real now? I want to know. Like, yeah. maybe they're fake. The Property Brothers are real. Is Zoe but... really dating uh, Jonathan or is it just a PR hoax? Well, that's possible for sure. Wow. Uh, I mean, but no, this, this what is real? This makes it. me. It's not, 
Akiva. No, you're not saying that Zoe Deschanel is doing a PR hoax to be with a property brother. It's true. It's she true. It's the worst PR possible. Like, People on. love those shows. It's true. No, no that's love beneath it. her, isn't it? But, but Rob, this really like, I, listen, you dabble in reality TV stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. I'd say even more than dabble. Yeah, I'd say I dabble. Yeah. <laughs> What's more than dabbling? <laughs> and, and you and like, but to me, it's like, hey, is this real? Is this fake? Like, these HGTV shows might be the fakest of all of them. Now I don't believe anything I see. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. That is honestly matter? shocking. I'm shocked. I really they am. Home sell? Yeah, but does it matter? Like, does that actually impact your enjoyment at all? Because to me, I don't care. I don't care if the homes are real. Those could all be set. It could all be fake. And I would still enjoy I would actually like it better because it wouldn't be a a network just being like, oh, yeah, let's gentrify these neighborhoods. Here's why it matters, because every single person that watches these shows walks away and thinks, oh, I can do home renovations. I could do real estate. Uh, Okay. oh, here's what you do. Knock down that wall. uh, Get some new pillows in there. Paint this wall. We'll raise the price by twenty thousand dollars. People take this as fact. And it, they're just making it up as they just like when Drew. Oh, oh, yeah. You know, now the house is sold for two hundred twenty thousand dollars. It's all for gazy. I, I do love, and this is a major HGTV trope, where the left side of the screen will be just like a banner, and it'll be like the original property value was this much. They spent this much on renovations, yes. and now the home is worth this much. And like every show does that, and I do like that. Yes, that's a big segment on Love It or List It, which we didn't yes. talk about. <laughs> I, w- I would love to talk about uh, it. Or we'll do a sequel, it. Rob. I, we'll like, have other listeners come in it's and fine. be like. It's fine. I'll talk to Nicole about Love It or List It. That's fine. <laughs> talk fine. About, I, now, are I Hillary and David an item? What's going on there? I hope so. I don't think they're in competition with each other. I don't think they're an item. Did you know, know. that There's every a lot of episode- chemistry, it seems like. There every, is. There's a lot of like hate chemistry. But here's going the thing: every like, episode of Love It or List It, they film both endings. Did you know that? Oh, uh, no, I did time, not. They film that they loved it, and they film that they listed it, and then the show uses whichever one is Was a better real? story. Oh, what? What? That, this is all they film fake. both. It's, well, why it. can't they do that with Survivor? Why can't they film everybody <laughs> in the final three winning and then I just mean, give us whatever ending we like? That's, who's the audience, that's who's what the audience RuPaul's, like? RuPaul's Drag Race does that too, where they film every ending of the final like four queens because that they are to worried about spoilers. spoilers. Oh. Yeah, and also so that RuPaul can make the decision on who wins based on who's popular on social media. Mm-hmm. Also. Yeah, these HGTV producers are big old fakers, and I'm upset about it. <laughs> yeah, honestly. These well, shows are the show trash. HGTV is trash. Yeah, I agree. I, I agree. Mean, We're not removing like, it from the show. I'm hurt. It's trash in a good way. Is it? Like, do, I, I don't care if they love it or list it. I care about how the Renault turns out or where yeah. they live. Like, I don't care where it's they about actually the friends live. we made along the way, right, yeah, Akiva? The, the real HGTV is the friends <laughs> yes. we made along the way. That's right. <laughs> yeah, also... Get the G out of HGTV. Is there one damn show about a garden? (laughs) It's HTV. There's lots of shows that talk about like um, backyard renos and like deck. Nobody cares about gardens on HGTV. Gardens are boring. I agree. Come on. Down down with gardens. Maggie, you on board with this? 
Yeah, Garden, it should just be HTV. I completely agree. I mean, at least it's not like TLC that calls itself the Learning <laughs> Channel. And what are you learning? <laughs> you you learn on Dr. Pimple Popper. <laughs> okay, no, the concept of anyone watching Dr. Pimple Popper is so gross. No, Reem turned me around on Dr. Pimple Popper. She's changing lives. Oh, so you're watching Dr. Pimple Popper? No, now? I'm not watching it, but uh, I said, why? who is this for? And Reem set me straight. She's like, dude. You look, 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 listen, let me tell you, this woman is changing. You've got a giant pimple on your face. All right, dude. And this woman takes care of it. She is helping people. Yeah. So guess what? You go to the dermatologist and they deal with it. Why does it have to be a show? I don't want to watch it. I know some, like people, it. some people find it very soothing to watch pimple popping videos. Um, and those same people can come feel soothed when they clean up my vomit from having watched it. Oh, like, absolutely man. not. It's so gross. That's a different show. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe your old boss. Maybe right. it's like tables are turned. Your old boss. <laughs> yeah. to go for, yeah, yeah. Release the vomit <laughs> into the I woods. Come get my vomit. I did the mice for you. You've did the vomit for me. Okay. Uh, Akiva, yeah. do we have any other business uh, with HGTV? No, I just thank you to Jared for sending in that uh, shocking twist of a story. Okay. Yeah, that was that was a uh, while. Jared is a real one. Yes. Exposing mm-hmm. the fakers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Call them out, Jared. Okay. Um, Kirsten or Maggie, anything else to say about HGTV? No, just I'm glad that we had this discussion. This was very um, fun. Mm-hmm. I really do recommend HGTV to anyone who just wants to watch some mindless television. Like it is the best background shows. It's the best. Like I'm just going to sit and play Candy Crush on my phone for an hour and a half while HGTV is on in the background. Yeah, it's it's great. I'm I'm it's that that kind of stuff. Yeah, Nicole and I uh, did like a serious binge of uh, Love It or List It at one point that we were watching it. Like, uh, you you could have mentioned that by the way last week. We would have. I've mentioned it before. I've mentioned it. Wants to talk about Love It or Listed, it's fine. But when I want to watch Love It or Listed, it's who cares about Kirsten? I see mm-hmm. how it is. We couldn't find a good app. We couldn't find we an episode. Any episode is a good. They're episode. all the same. They're all fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. I mean, uh, it wasn't like the episode that we watched of uh, the. Uh, Fixer what was upper. it? Uh, yeah, like uh, with Fixer the, Upper was the weakest one. Fixer for sure, Upper. It wasn't like that. Yeah. This was like some iconic. Like it was a very like boring episode. I the, mm-hmm. I think the reason why Love It or List It ultimately didn't make the cut is I was pushing for Love It or List It Vancouver. There's a couple from season four of Love It or List It Vancouver who then sued the show saying that the contractor was actually just an actor and not a real contractor and that there's a lot wrong with their home um, after the show. So that's why we wanted to talk about that episode and then we couldn't find it. Yeah, okay. not surprisingly, they probably, you know, but, scrubbed But it doesn't make any sense, though, because on Love It or List of Vancouver, the contractor is Jillian Harris's husband, who's a real contractor. Mm, I don't so know. it's just, I want more information. All right. Sorry, I feel like I've been really mad this whole episode. No, you're good. You're good. That You've channeled the anger that we all have <laughs> for finding out HGTV is uh, professional wrestling. <laughs> Okay. No, wrestling is real. It's real still thing. real to us. It's still real to yeah. us on HGTV. To okay. Um, Maggie and Kirsten, are uh, you staying for the mailbag? I've been given a mission that is very important. Okay. For the mailbag, All right. So I, will have, That's great. I have to stay. Maggie, how about you? Um, I'm, I'm unsure. Would you like me to stay of course. for the mailbag? We would yes. love you to stay. Absolutely, yes. Sure, I can stay. Okay. All right. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, uh, that uh, Kirsten, there's a problem with the house I need to talk to you about. 
Oh no! That's oh my god! That's how they go to the commercials on HGTV. Um, <laughs> or it's I, have, I have something I need to tell you. Oh um, my god! All right, when we come back, uh, it's mailbag time. Episode uh, one twenty eight of Robin Akiva need a podcast. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right. We are back here. We're going to take a look at some ideas. Some of them might be so-so. We're like the idea bros, and we're going to see if we can, uh, you know, pump them up a little bit. Get them yeah. out on we're the market. S- Get them nice and shiny and to go on the wheel. Mm-hmm. Okay? What yeah. we do? <laughs> you're cursed and you're making a face. Akiva just said we're also six five and hot. Did you oh, not? No, I did that? not hear that. <laughs> I didn't hear that either. <laughs> I'm just the only one paying attention Listen, to Listen, if they could lie about the sales, we could lie about whatever we want. Mm-hmm. I feel like Akiva's just like in the corner. No one's paying attention to him. I'm sorry, Akiva. Yeah. That's fine. I hear your jokes. Okay. <laughs> All right. So uh Kirsten, did you have anything you wanted to uh pitch for the wheel? Yes, I wanted to bring this up. This is a new idea. It's one that's been discussed a few times before. Um, my co-host on BoJack HorsePod has spoken with Akiva about it before. Akiva keeps saying, I'm going to bring it up in the mailbag. I'm going to talk to Rob about it. Mm-hmm. Has not done so. Um, so I'm here to advocate for Lindsay Wilson to do the rise and fall of the Olsen twins. Um, because that would be an incredible podcast. There's so much material there. Lindsay is agreeing to do all of the work. And you mm-hmm. know how good that work is. And Akiva never brought it up, but he said he would. Okay, Akiva, up. why why did you not bring this up? I, no, I think we have discussed it in the sense you that you discussed we, it before you had Lindsay Wilson. Okay, we now you have Lindsay. We, we were sort of interested in it. Uh, the only issue is, I it like a, a, an RGP adjacent podcast. I think maybe uh, Jess Sterling's podcast did like an extensive uh, like deep dive into the Olsen, Olsen twins very recently. I think they're movies. The movie works. Well, that's what uh, that's what people want us to do. People no, want us to like watch their the movies. lives. Like you can watch a Olsen twins movie, sure, but it's about their lives as child stars mm-hmm. and the the rise and fall of the Olsen twins. They didn't fall, first of all. Yeah, I, that's my question. They? Did they, ha- did they fall? I think that's up for debate. 
Hmm. I think because they married that like creepy new, French guy. That's a fall. I think there's a new Olsen in town. And we say they married the creepy French guy. <laughs> well, one of them did. I don't know what the other one, one of them did. Honestly, yeah. I just think that you should give Lindsay the opportunity. They should have married the, the property back. brothers. Oh, that's so creepy! Identical <laughs> twins marrying identical <laughs> twins in the age. Oh my god! Yeah, they could call it Full House Hunters. <laughs> There we go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Take back that building. Because the children, the ch- their children would be like, like DNA wise siblings. Like even yeah. though they're cousins, their DNA would be DNA would be yeah. siblings. Yeah. Yeah. That, put that um, on TLC. Honestly, I can't believe it's not already there. Yeah. <laughs> can't uh, believe Maggie, that. Do you want to hear about the rise and fall of the Olsen twins? Sure. Yeah. I'm into it. Hmm. I like Lindsay it. Lindsay Wilson. I have an idea. Like, present. So, the only thing I would say is that I feel like... So, we did the rise and fall of Jonathan Taylor Thomas. So, there is a precedent Mm -hmm. for it. But I would not say Mm -hmm. that that was a super well-received episode where it was fine. But I feel like it's definitely... Uh, a bottom half Renap episode and probably a bottom third Renap episode. I think this is like, you have to figure out how to structure it. I I, I, I don't know. I I think, like, if you're watching, if you were, like... if you were like watching a bunch of the movies, not that we're going to watch a bunch of them, like, all right, there's like, what's the best one or what's the worst one? We're watching one of the movies. Like, okay, we could focus on one particular also yeah, twin movie. If it's but what focusing, are we doing if we're not watching? You're the focusing movies? on their lives as child stars, the situation that got them into show business, what happened to them, what their lives have been like. You could do a what quiz. What was the of situation that got them into show business? They started as babies. babies. You get to go from all of that. Like, what's going on with their family life? How mm-hmm. did this happen? I, I haven't Mike, done the Mike research. The situation got but here's business. the thing. You already know that you can give, like, a half-baked concept to Lindsay Wilson. And the research, research that she does will be immaculate. Mm-hmm. It's going to be well-presented. It's going to be funny. It's going to be good. I feel like with Rise and Fall of Jonathan Taylor Thomas, you're like, hmm, we don't really know what this is, but we like it, so we'll put it on the wheel. Um, this... You, there's already one example that you can work off of to make it better, mm-hmm. and you have Lindsay going in. You know that it will be good coming from Lindsay. Yeah, I'm just here to fight for her. Okay, I'm open to the idea that I, I would just like to hear, like, uh, could she just give us like uh, the cre- her creative vision for this? Yeah, because- I, will, I agree. I will tell her you need a pitch, and you know what you're gonna get—a beautiful pitch with all of the information you That's could ever great. hope for. That's great because I feel like that. Uh, do the Olsen twins have scandal? Like, uh, it's sort of like yeah. there's so much. Oh, there's so there's yeah. a lot of scandal. What, well, yes, Maggie, do you have sort of like a, a tease of what what sort of scandal? Well, they made all their money when they were like 18 yeah. and then like disappeared from public life. And also, then like they were with these like guys who were so much older than them. Like they did they, that. Yeah, that's guy, weird. That and, like, is weird. They, they, there's a lot. Yeah, I'd a like lot to know money. about that. I'd like to know what's going on with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like there's a lot of interesting information. Mm-hmm. Um, I've texted Lindsay saying that that's what you're asking for. They seem like they turned out kind of weird. Is that, is that fair to say? Yeah. They seem like big sure. weirdos. And and, yeah. and as they said. Uh, also, they have like a whole family. Like they have like their younger sister and brother. And it's like. Right. And they've been passed by Elizabeth. Elizabeth. Is exactly. Like a much there's a new. Star. And that's why I say there's the fall of the Olsen twins, because a mm-hmm. new Olsen has risen. Hmm. Yeah. Amazing that two twins couldn't keep their sister down so they could stay. And it's just like they don't do anything, right? Like they don't, they didn't even do a cameo on Fuller House. Like they don't really participate. They, their co stars claim that they like 
get texts back from them, but I don't know. Is if John Stamos or if Saget or Coulier's texting one of the Olsen twins, are they getting a response? I'm not I'm not certain. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. And they did it too late to get um their sister to play them. Hmm. She was already too famous. All right. Well, that uh I would say the, let's let's put this to the waiting room and then let's just mm-hmm. uh pending hearing like uh, you know, um the just a you know pitch from Lindsay uh and I think that this is probably going to get fast-tracked. What do you say, Akiva? Yeah, that sounds right. Maggie, it sounds like you have an idea for us. I do have an idea. I don't know Mm -hmm. if this is, like, a good idea, but it's an idea. What if you did, like, I know it's not March anymore for, like, bracket stuff, but what if you did, like, a bracket, like, ranking the best, like, most iconic celebrity couples? Okay. And it doesn't, they don't have to be together anymore, (gasps) but, like, it can just be, like, you know like Pitt and Aniston versus Pitt and Jolie. You know what I mean? And just like rank them based on like their time celebrity couples. Yeah. I mean, there'd be like a whole JLo regional. Right. But like you can very timely, however many or however few, but like you can do like the high power, like fun, iconic celebrity couples. Is there a celebrity breakup in our midst? No, uh, A Rod, as we were podcasting, it appears to have bought the Min- Alex Chester's Minnesota Timberwolves. Oh, um, yeah, he, he couldn't buy the Mets, so they bought a basketball team. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it, it's not clear if J Lo is uh, in on it since there was rumors they were breaking up. Maybe they split their finances a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Is that just That's a really weird when you broke like, up? I thought that that was well, no, a done deal. I I no, I think they, they said they're working on the relationship. They, they got back together. Oh, it, like it didn't later. take later. Yeah, it didn't did not take. take. Somebody didn't turn their key. Exactly. Yeah, I think A Rod is a tough guy to be in a relationship with. Mm, I don't know. I don't think he's enough. I don't think he's the most honest guy in town. <laughs> yeah. Unless um, he peed on his cousin's carpet. Who knows? Who knows what he's capable of? Um, um okay. Yeah, I, I like I honestly, carpet pee. I honestly really like Maggie's idea. I I mean, obviously, we're not like the two ideal people to yeah. analyze the couple. That's my that's my concern. We would mm-hmm. at the very least need like I a think that's what makes it fun though. Mm, I would, are you a super expert, Maggie, in of like celebrity couples and like what about dating I, back to I unfortunately know a lot about celebrity couples. Mm-hmm. Like I wouldn't like to admit it. I would like to like see them like I'm more cultured above that, but I do know a lot about the celebrity couples and I wouldn't like if if we were to make a list that was sort of like crowdsourced. Yeah. I would probably know a lot about like ninety percent of them, and only have to do research on like a few. Yeah, I wouldn't want to do another bracket. I'm still yeah. scarred mm-hmm. from the last bracket I, that we did. Um, but maybe if there was Chester some... have a chart for this? Do you think? Yeah, maybe some sort so. of like a king of the mats type uh, list, uh-huh. or like like the, the, the like the tier ranking, like the tier ranking, like yeah. who's the most iconic? Bad. We haven't done a tier like... ranking yet, Rob. Mm-hmm. Maybe uh, that's a better structure. Perhaps, perhaps. And if it's all time celebrity couples, uh, what I just would not like. We're going back to the Bible. Uh, yes. <laughs> Adam and Eve. Yeah. They were, they were the first celebrity couple. Uh, we, you know, could go through all of them, but what I don't want to hear is like, Hey, this was my favorite celebrity couple. You didn't rank them highly. You are an idiot and I hate you. We'll get that no matter what. No matter what we're covering. I just, the thing too, though, Rob, we'll with the, the property more, brothers today. The more you bring up the concept of people sending hate, the more they want to send it because nobody loves anything more than the fans of you getting fired up on a podcast. Mm. Like, if you just let it roll off your back, like water off a baby duck's back, mm-hmm. people would not get at you Six so much. Six foot five back. Yeah. Kirsten, how many things do you let just roll off your back? 
<laughs> Honestly, a surprising amount. Oh, okay. okay? I let a lot go. Including mm. that comment. Uh, yeah, and this, though, I will not let slide. <laughs> um, <laughs> you also, it depends on the time. It's airy season right now. People are ready for a fight. Everybody mm. is ready for a fight right now. Mm-hmm. But not, I'm not fighting those uh, Jonathan and Drew. No way. <laughs> are they going to be a tag team? Or yeah, like, I how do. does that work? Yeah, Rob and Akiva, yeah, versus <laughs> Jonathan and Drew. I want to see. Mm-hmm. I want to see it Put as a chicken wheel. fight in the pool. I feel <laughs> like how I want to see a chicken who's, fight. Who's on whose shoulders? Yeah. I don't know. You guys decide. I, I think that would be very unfair. Um, is I think it'd be more unfair as a chicken fight in the pool. Well, I think it maybe like we'd have like a lower like I, I don't think, know. Yeah, like, no, you you're, you do way better if you're smaller. Yeah, you shorter people would do better. Over. I think. Yeah, Akiva, are you in the pool or are you on my shoulders? I think I weigh more, so I think you're on my shoulders. Okay. <laughs> I th- see. I think that the Property Brothers they do have the reach advantage, but I feel like mm-hmm. Rob would be like fast, and you wouldn't expect. Yeah, it. he'd be scrappy, mm-hmm. and right? he he would do the thing where he would let them think that they're overpowering him, and then he'd move his center of gravity. He yeah, would know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. See, I think he's yeah, a Rob, survivor. Has a of, Rob has a lot of heart. You Maybe, know? I mean, I might play dirty and like pinch. <laughs> pinch. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Give him like a purple nurple or something. Maybe. No, he didn't say that. <laughs> well, I don't know if he could reach it. I don't know. Like a, a, I can't like, reach I a nipple. <laughs> could you? I'm not sure if he could reach a nipple. I mean, you know, I'm not pinching the top of their head. <laughs> How short do you think Rob is? <laughs> I mean, six five is very tall. Yeah, Rob has arms. It's not like his arms. Mm-hmm. What's your reach, Rob? I don't know. I never measured it. Yeah, you're not like a draft prospect. <laughs> yeah. Above six feet, so he'd be mm-hmm. fine. I think. Or maybe, I, maybe the move in a chicken fight is like be pinching anybody's <laughs> nipples. That's mm-hmm. <laughs> that's my hot take. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> okay. Listen, all's fair in chicken fight. Yeah. How deep is the water? It's well, gotta it be like be deep too ish. deep, or else a keep like. I know how to swim. You think I don't know how to swim? You can't, you can't swim in a swim chicken, in chicken fight. <laughs> Yeah, so you have to be standing, but it's also dangerous if somebody falls off the off the like into three foot water. If you're falling off the guy's shoulders, three foot water. Yeah, maybe they'll be worried about a concussion if it's the water shallow enough. Like, what are you talking about? Three. So, what are we standing at? Four and a half feet. You're standing Mm -hmm. in like the shallow end of the pool, basically as deep as possible without like the people on the bottom's heads being underwater. Okay, fine. So that when someone falls, they don't die. Like I Got don't. It. This isn't a death match. <laughs> Not a death. All right. Just a Listen. regular chicken fight between uh, the property brothers and Rob and Akiva. It's just a totally normal day. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um. All right. Uh, this is we. We have another idea from someone who is. Yeah. Uh, so who let's get some on... feedback on the celebrity couples uh, to see yes. what uh, if people want to hear. I think it's a very that. good idea. It is, and it's an original idea. Thanks, it's not Akiva. Yes. to us in 120 episodes. I think episodes. there's something there. Yes. Um, so Pat from OKC uh, was also on hold a couple weeks ago in the Clubhouse mailbag. He claims I have not read any of his ideas from them. So here is one. He says, hey, Robin Akiva, I have a really great idea. It's called Robin Akiva become GM or general manager. Inspired by episode 118, uh, uh, Am I the A-Hole, where you helped Akiva's biggest stand, Jacob, and his girlfriend, Lydia, with their knuckle-cracking problem. This idea is about making trades and deals. In that okay. episode, you helped Jacob and Lydia make a trade-off where he can crack her knuckles in exchange for one day that Lydia can give him a haircut. Now that I see that, it seems like Jacob was a big winner there because he gets a free haircut uh, and also to do his weird knuckle cracking thing that he's obsessed with. Um, when, I first heard the po- when I first heard the podcast, Would I was like, wow. Would either of you my- let a significant other crack your knuckles? Yes. 
Okay. Oh, I would love nothing more. Oh my god, I'd be like, mm-hmm. here, crack my knuckles and like all I the mean, time. You don't I get anything like out of like uh, doing it yourself. No, it's, I mean it's nice, but it's also like it's just nice to have someone do it for you. Mm-hmm. But also, would you make? I'm, would you make like a, a Tinder, or like a hinge bio, Kirsten, that said like looking for a guy to crack my knuckles? No, because they're gonna think you mean something. <laughs> it's like else. A yeah, you're probably like, right. A bunch on. of sickies out there. That's but true. also like. You what, know, I don't want I like, feel a like knuckle cracking freak. Like I want something like <laughs> yeah, I, like I, Jacob. Like yeah. that can't be the main thing you're looking for in a relationship. Mm-hmm. No, also like the idea of me being like I need to crack my own knuckles, but I know that this person that I love so much mm-hmm. really loves to do it. Like that's a sacrifice I could make for them. Yeah, like sure, wow. go for it. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, so he says, uh, or, uh, Pat says, my girlfriend and I could really use that type of help because we're always looking to make trades for everyday things like chores or errands. We have completely different valuations of chores. I view chores as time and efforts based. Well, she pretty much believes that all chores are equal and it's about quantity. I love how, how fair and balanced this is. Like I'm the smart one and her idea is obviously ridiculous. Mm-hmm. For example, does mowing the yard equal doing the dishes? I say no, but she says, yes, they're equal. We can never agree. Um, we need Robin Akiva to become general yeah. managers and get this trade done. Well, hold on. Who's evaluating the chores? Like, uh, obviously, all chores aren't equal. Yeah. yeah. Well, pick up the socks off to- the floor isn't the same as, you know, paint the house. According to his girlfriend, it is. But again, we're hearing one side of the story. That's well, and I fine. also, I feel like there is probably a good chance that his girlfriend is like, okay, I see a chore that needs to be done. I'm just going to do the chore. And he's like, well, you have to tell me what chores to do, which means like she's also mm-hmm. putting in the effort of yeah. figuring out which chores a- are being distributed. Akiva, I think what we need is some sort of a uh, pick value chart of mm-hmm. maybe we need to some, uh, come up with some sort of a point system of like how much is each chore around the house worth? Right. So I like, like that. Maybe we have a pick panel of experts. Is worth I love that point. actually. Panel of experts. What yeah. is like, what is like the worst chore? What would be worth the most point that you could think of right now? Uh, I mean, cleaning the gutters. Got, yeah, they get a ladder. I mean, changing mm-hmm. a diaper is not I'm fun. Currently, changing a diaper is so easy though. It takes like clean the toilet. How about yeah, that? Clean, that's the bad. That's not that bad. Is a bad one, but it's not that bad. Like it doesn't take that long to yeah. do. Yeah, right. There's time and so, there's grossness. Yeah. So like, what yeah. should we should we have on like a housekeeper to help us with like uh, telling us like uh, giving us like the power rankings for like vacuuming I versus think, mopping? I think you should bring in a panel of people who own their own homes mm-hmm. so that they can let you mm-hmm. know from their experience. Yeah. Kristen like, said in general, we should only have homeowners on the podcast. No, no, no. For this <laughs> podcast, because I think that a lot of like chores come up when you like own your home that you wouldn't have to do as a tenant. Like I'm never going to have to clean a gutter. Right. I've never yeah, cleaned I love, a gutter either. I love that idea actually of like you like getting a huge list of chores and then like give like divvying up ranking point. them yes yeah okay. like not like a ranking and then, and but then like, this is like a handy chart maybe that we can like uh put on pinterest or that people can print out you, and have I in like their that. home I do. That's fun. Do you, yeah the only thing is is this more of a 32 fans idea <laughs> hmm I could see it potentially, um, but I think that you could do like some sort of like a tr- uh, like a trade of like okay because you could build in like I am doing tomorrow's dishes. I think there's some sort mm-hmm. of like a discount for doing future uh, concerns. Thing. Yeah, because yeah. that's future Rob's problem if you have to do the dishes tomorrow. Yeah, but I think that, that to... should be factored in. 
Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. Well, maybe the maybe like the listeners could also like give a like how much do you hate doing this chore on a scale of one to ten for some of our chores. Okay. This Please, is really like not Google, Google Drive, yeah, and Google, then you yeah. can <laughs> yeah Google form, and then you rate it, Rob. You rate it, Akiva. Oh, someone so, on the panel so we're rates it, put and then you, all like, of the chores into this uh, yeah. into a Google form, and then people can rank the chores also. Yeah. And then, and then you can you do it the way that like that, Rob? That's Rob sarcasm voice. No, I, that wasn't sarcasm. No, what, what oh, are you talking fine. about? Rob you don't know my voices. Very on board. <laughs> I know your voices, baby, but I was wrong there. <laughs> yes. Um, you just called Rob baby? Mm-hmm. Well, okay. No. You called Liana babe, too. You have a problem, Akiva. What, what are you, accident. Joe Hollywood? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so, but this was not uh, Pat's idea, which was, I think Pat wanted us to sort of do what we did with Jacob Lydia Forget and Pat. solve. We've moved past this. Yeah, no, this no, is okay. a better idea. No, I'm idea. just kidding. I'm just kidding. What was, been, what is, like, there's what Pat also so says he's many... a cheese buyer. Yes. Okay. That's his job. So many... He buys cheese. Wasn't that in to tell the truth? <laughs> oh, maybe it was. I, I don't like remember. I, I, think, I heard about this before. Like, both of you, it's come up many times of like, Oh, how do we settle differences between different people? Like you've talked mm-hmm. about settling bets for couples. You've done like uh, millennial judge. You've done am I the the a hole? I fe- my concern is that the concept of coming up with like a trades system for couples or dealing with couples disputes yeah. already has been kind of done. Well, hmm. You, so you don't like you don't like this idea now? I I like the chore yeah. breakdown situation. I don't like. Well, and it's not that I don't like. I think that the concept of like here are couples coming in to have their no, problems. No, no, that's no. That's already we're, been done. We're, 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 that's Abby the jump it. off for this. We're we're, we're yeah. coming up with the, the chore. universal chore well, yes. point list. That I like, <laughs> but Akiva seems to want to direct it back to the original idea. No, I don't. I, I don't. Just, I don't. Like the new idea. I think and we we've renovated yeah. that idea. We've made it better. This is not going to work for all couples because that, let me just say, uh, or all, all roommate situations that, uh, uh, you know, you got to have two people who are in the right mindset because, uh, you know, I could come out with the list of, uh, Hey, Nicole, I, I did, uh, this, 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 and this, uh, which is a total value of 14,300 points today. Well. And, She'll, she's going to come back like, oh, so you're just going to throw it in my face? Well, so don't tell her that Renap yeah. came up with the point yeah. system. She'll automatically. Well, oh, what do you think? You're better than me? Okay. So. I, no, I think it's more so the point system is needed so that when you are coming up with an arrangement, you can decide on one that is fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like the, everybody has to do 20 points worth of work on this Saturday. Mm-hmm. You can pick what the 20, you know, what you're doing. This would work great for but, like with your kids. I feel like, like mm-hmm. when you're like, okay, kids, like you get, you do the, you have to do this many points. You get like a sticker for however many points that you do. And then once you get this many points, then you can have like an hour on the iPad. What's this episode called? Um, Robin, Akiva. Towards the no. trash. <laughs> Take out um, the trash. <laughs> Take out the trash. The art of chore. I don't know. Maybe the, maybe the listener will come up with a really catchy. I name. like the art of chore. That's fun. <laughs> also, if you're like uh, uh, a couple or roommates or whatever, and you live together, you have to decide beforehand. Like, no matter what, Robin Akiva and whoever's with them decide. Like, that's formal. That's official. Mm-hmm. You know, beforehand. Because afterwards, they'd be like, "Well, no, he didn't agree with me. He thinks doing the dishes is easy." And to me, that's an eleven point chore. They only give it six points, like that. Mm-hmm. You know, well, I'm I out. think that then you can find some uh, places where you could take advantage of the market. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, 
Oh yeah, that's like a good value. Three points to clean the sink. Like, mm-hmm. all right, like I love cleaning the sink. Good, mm-hmm. give me that. Oh god, I hate cleaning the sink. Mm-hmm. I would definitely rate that higher. No. There's food in there. See, and that's great. But maybe you like sink? doing. You like doing. Oh the no, not the bathroom sink. The kitchen you. sink. But wait, Maggie, you just said before the podcast today that you like doing the dishes, but you don't like. Oh, I did. I did not say I like doing the dishes. I said the dishes are a better chore objectively than laundry because yeah. it takes. A quarter of the time. Yeah, but you get so much more done while you're doing the laundry. Can you take advantage of any inefficiencies in the marketplace? Mm-hmm. Yeah, who's yeah. the Billy Bean of laundry? <laughs> and like, and your um, this is, <laughs> laundry this is from ball. Lauren, Rob. Yes. It's Rob and Akiva become yachties. For either the fishbowl or the stand or standalone episode on the wheel, my idea is Rob and Akiva become yachties. Where you what watch that, an fans of-, of Yachty Air Molina? That's what I thought, but it's below deck, an episode of below deck or below deck. Oh, yaddies. Yaddies. Yaddy, yaddy, yaddy. Yes. If you're not familiar, it's a really popular reality show on Bravo that follows the crew working on a yacht. A New York Times wrote a good behind the scenes look at it if you want to check it out. It's super fun. And I think you and Rob would get a lot out of it. And maybe you have a listener's experience on yachts who could recap it with you. Hmm. Okay. Is that you, Lauren? Do you have a lot of yacht experience? Oh, you could bring on um, Bryce from Too Hot to Handle. He lives on a boat. <laughs> yes. And he's, mm-hmm. I've heard he's an RJP fan. So. <laughs> Have either of you watched, I'm assuming Rob is not, correct me if I'm wrong, have either of you watched Below Deck? Is this a season three, episode seven idea? um, Below Deck is one of the Bravo shows for sure. I have not watched it, but I know that Mel Got Served is like a big Mm -hmm. Below Deck person. Mag, you've never seen it? I have not, no. I don't know what that is. I I feel like Below Deck is like, eventually people are going to be like, when are we doing Bravo shows or trash? And Below Deck would be one of those. Okay, Rob, uh, Storms of Coming, season three, episode seven. Emil is irked when Rocky publicizes the status of their relationship. The charter guests request a multi-course tasting menu. Leon's failure to uh, order provisions puts the meal in jeopardy, as well as the crew's tip. Dane's issues alarm his crewmates. What show is this? This is uh, Below Deck. Oh, got it. Eh, I, I don't think it's that exciting. No. I think save it for Bravo shows or trash, and then mm-hmm. you can watch a better episode. Okay. What are other shows we would cover in Bravo shows or trash? What are other Bravo Vanderpump shows? Vanderpump Rules. I mean, well, we're okay. already doing real or fake Housewives. So, we are so doing Housewives yeah. first. Let's do the Housewives. But yeah, I, I would watch Vanderpump Rules. I would watch Blow Deck. Mm-hmm. I think we could have fun with that. But yeah, let's do let's do a Housewives first. That's coming up. Okay. Um, uh, okay, we have Project Red Light. This is from Eric. Okay. He says, He's calling this Project Red Light. We have Project Green Light. I still want a better name for that. Um, on the wheel, uh, the two of you should look back at pop culture content from the past that would absolutely have no chance of getting green lit or green lighted. He's not sure today. Examples include the SNLs, its patch sketches, the movie Soul Man, the movie White Chicks, the character Long Duck Dong. I don't know who that is. And the tribe splits on Survivor Cook Islands. You could crowdsource for more ideas or have a guest card with a bunch of uh, examples. You could have a 16 idea bracket. Sorry, it's not bracket season or just the top 10 list. Many way. Oh, maybe we could do a top 10 list for the couples. That's not bad. Like, oh, they're out of the top 10. You know, Adam and Eve knocked out out of the top 10. We've got to put both Pitt, Pitt Jolie and, uh, and, and Pitt Aniston on there. Many mm-hmm. ways of approaching this. Uh, okay, fine. What do you think? Project Red Light. Things that should never have seen the light of day um, or wouldn't. Can I build off of that celebrity couple? Uh, like, I kind of feel like that. Um, what if the celebrity couples were all like people like uh, if we're doing like best uh, like Jennifer Aniston. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Brad Pitt with Jennifer Aniston or Brad Pitt with Angelina Jolie. Or so Gwyneth like who, Paltrow. Yeah. Who your best 
partner was. Basically. Yeah, it yeah. could be where you you take mm. yeah. like the J- an actor and go yeah. with like all their exes. Like, you have to have like, Taylor uh, Swift ben Affleck in there. And uh, and and uh, P Diddy and A Rod. I just want you to I want you to go through all of Taylor Swift's exes for that. If you're gonna do mm-hmm. if you're gonna do a, a one all about celebrity couples, you got to bring in T Swift. Who's like who's Swift's best, biggest exes? Harry oh, Styles, she dated Joe Styles, Jonas, Jalen Hall. Yeah, John Mayer. John Mayer. Mm-hmm. I'm not Kim a Kardashian. We could have. Mm-hmm, for sure, Kim Kardashian's a good one. Um, who else? Let's Would somebody pick someone other than John Kanye Mayer for... is a good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, John Mayer's yeah. a good one. He's dated like so many women. Yeah. Also, who is the? Um, there's like a couple of athletes who have dated a bunch of mm-hmm. famous. Yeah, like models. Should we let stuff. the audience vote? And we're trying to guess what the audience uh, picked. Oh, I like that. So it's Ooh, not necessarily like, like we're. Well, that's kind of like yeah. a census. Hmm. Is there a way know. to make this a game? Let's see. Um, hmm. I mean, I like I like both of the ideas we have. I like the idea of like top ten celebrity couples ever. I like the idea of like who's ever, you know this celebrity's best person. I think there's something to work off there. There's yeah. a, there's a lot of there there. Hmm. Uh, well, we think. Let, let me read an idea from Jake. It's called Robin and Kiva have their own thon. This well, is a phenomenal idea. What? Wait, but wait, were we? I thought we were in the middle of discussing something else before we switched over to the couples. I just don't want whoever wrote that. And was there? Something yeah, I don't know. I like to. I like to move <laughs> <was> things. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, we'll is, we'll let Twitter figure that out. Yeah. Project if there's ever Red something Line. that's great, well, I we, just would like the Reddit to know. I tried to get us back on track, and I was shut down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Jake says sometimes a listeners write in with this is a good idea they're told that 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 helps yeah, them but God, jake says this is a phenomenal idea okay he says i'm okay. sure you've thought of thon that's t-h-o-n penn state's 46 hour dance marathon well a 46 hour podcast is clearly impossible nap could do some sort of marathon i was going to suggest 4.6 hours but clearly that's not too difficult for you guys to do here are some parallels to penn state's thon that you guys could have every hour at thon there is a line dance that's repeated you could watch a new season three episode seven every hour and then podcast about it until the hour's up and repeat what about every dancer at Thon is provided with a personal dancer relations committee members that are in charge of their dancers' well-being throughout? You could have guests for this portion when times get tough. That would be amazing content, Jake says. Who is so this for? What, 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 what are we doing here? I guess it ostensibly would for charity. I think that's probably why. What charity? Who's they, giving money for this? For us to do a longer podcast, I feel like people. But I mean, I think like it's definitely been discussed before having like some sort of renap and charity tie-in. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know that doing it like a telethon, like a telethon, to me makes more sense than like whatever this is. Yeah, I don't think this is that exciting. Where we're just figuring out. Akiva already has the longest podcast in Rob's podcast. True. I don't want to. I'm not breaking my own record. Mm-hmm. That's standing forever. Yeah. Um. Okay. What else? What else do we have here? Um. Uh. Dan says, "Robin Akiva, meet you in the middle." Hmm. Inspired by the the title of a future live show, as well as Jacob and Lydia's domestic dispute centered on knuckle cracking. This episode would be about Robin Akiva coming up with compromises for interpersonal disputes. Hey, we already had this. Somebody literally <laughs> su- suggested. Yeah, we've talked about it twice today <laughs> as yeah. well as have done this podcast <laughs> one epi- once every uh, every episode. Yes. Um, okay. John John. Well, let's let's give a shout out to John shout John. Out to John, the idea John. For Big HGTV shows are trash. So John John's got some ideas and one of his ideas says Robin, if you get a task from someone in the Renap audience and must make a podcast within the task, such as 
They tell us how many guests would be on the show, what type of podcast, what, what we can do and what we can't we do. Maybe a certain guest can't be on the podcast. We have to complete the task or we will face punishment based on the wheel of punishment. John John's John always James, trying to punish us. Yeah, he's on the punishment council. So I think he is trying to get, you know, he's trying to get the punishment council involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think? Like some parameters on the podcast. So how does that work though? Like, so like when it comes up on the wheel is are like, are the parameters like in an envelope that gets opened when the wheel, when it comes up on the wheel and then you have to do it like by the next week or is it like you mm-hmm. get it at this, like you're like, okay, well we're going to record uh, Saturday at five. Um, and at the start of that, you open the, you find out what the, like how I, yeah. I feel like we need to know how it works. To me, I feel like that this is like sort of like a, maybe like an improv show where we're sort of like getting like an audience suggestion of this and this and this. But I just don't know if that's going to work super great for a mm-hmm. podcast. Yeah. If somebody has like a really like, all right, here would be the parameters I would be up for. Here's another John John idea that yes. made me laugh. It's called Late Night Bites. Robin Akiva do segments from late night shows such as Jay Leno's headlines. That's timely. John John's always Kimmel's- trying to work Jay Leno into the podcast. Is, is he a Who's big Jay, Jay Leno? Leno fan? Yes. <laughs> Wait, well, Kristen, ask that question again. I'm just joking. Let me yeah. live. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, it's okay if you don't know. It's it's honestly a big shot. She knows. She knows. It's a joke. It's a big shot at, at Jay Leno that like, because there are probably like TikTok Nicole. Oh, you think she knows God. Jay Leno? She <laughs> might Jimmy Kimmel's mean tweets. David Letterman's top 10. And of course, they do an interview with any guest such as Chappelle. John, John, and maybe Nicole's sister Nina. <laughs> uh, so I love that those are the yes, I mean, himself, Chappelle, yeah. and your wife. We did they do a talk are- show, um, and we did have a top ten list uh, on the talk show. So, um, like, I don't know if we're breaking a lot of new yeah. ground. And our here. live show is also was was a talk yeah. show format. Yeah, I mean, headlines from Jay Leno uh, for the uninitiated is. Basically, like it's sort of like he's just like taking like a like a wacky news headline and showing it to the audience. Like I don't know if that's gonna like hold up like uh, and be very funny in twenty twenty one. Well, and then like you you two couldn't handle reading mean tweets, so mm-hmm. like that's off the table. Yeah. Well, oh, mean tweets to us. Yeah. Yeah. Who wants that? <laughs> yeah. Why would we encourage? I already that? have to read them uh, in my timeline. And I don't want yeah, to you don't. Them. You don't want to have to read them on the pod. Mm-hmm. So, and that's. And I feel like that's one of like the iconic late night. Yeah. Like, right now. So yeah, I don't think that this is a, a fit for me, Akiva. What do you think? No, but I, I, I just you know reading some John John ideas because uh, he came up with this episode. All right, uh, let me do one more idea today. This is from Eric. Eric says I never read his ideas. So let's read one. Eric who? Uh, uh, Eric C. Is Eric that says, also a good way to get your idea read to say Akiva never reads my ideas? Probably. So you say uh, that say, Akiva uh, this never is, reads my ideas. This is a good idea. This is a phenomenal yeah, it's idea. Phenomenal. <laughs> um, yeah. And tell me you like went to high school with Kirsten. Yeah. Like, Kirsten would really appreciate it. I'm going to start sending in some idea. ideas from a burner account and see if I, uh, they get through. The concept, Can you do that? That would be, that would be very fun. Though. I just, I'm sorry. I just broke out in hives at the concept of anyone I went to high school with knowing anything about the podcast. Mm-hmm. I don't talk to any of them, so like, whatever. Oh, okay. but, yeah. Ooh, that's oh. a good episode. We bring on three people from, who went to high school with Kirsten. Absolutely um, not. So I feel, and I, I feel similarly that if anybody from that I went to high school with ever listened to any episode of the podcast, uh, but I feel like that you're the opposite, Akiva. I feel like yeah, I have I have multiple friends who went to high school with me who listened to the show. I feel week. like you're friends with every single person you ever met. Not true at all. I, I've I've like lost touch with most people because I'm not good at staying in touch. 
the best way to like stay in touch with me because is I'm like telling anyone. Yeah, I moved. I moved across the world without telling anybody. That is true. Hmm. I did do that. Um, and also, why like, didn't you tell people? I didn't seem like a big deal. Who am I to, to like drop some big news? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Who am um, I to drop some big news? <laughs> Were people looking uh, for you? I don't. I mean, probably. I don't know. I gave my sister my because she was little my my phone, and she told me like a couple years later. Oh yeah, I get texts from you all the time, and I just ignore them. Yeah, uh, and then but then I've, just. I think yeah. you had like IRL friends and you just left and didn't tell them? No, I told some of them. I told some of them, but there was definitely like, I'd say the second tier like never found out until we moved or something. Like the second tier didn't, didn't know. Uh, or they heard from like a random person mm-hmm. and like it was too late. Like you don't want to hear big news from another person. It's like, oh, you're moving in six weeks. That's weird. They didn't tell me. That yeah. was the whole thing. Maggie, does anybody from your high school listen to any of your podcasts? Yeah, I have a bunch of friends that I'm still in contact oh. with from high school, and they all like listen. They listen to the Temptation Island pod and like give me mm-hmm. their opinions, and they like would watch. They'll watch me when I do like live Big Brother podcast. Yes, I, I'm still like very close with a lot of my friends from high school. I wonder so. if everyone either has like zero friends from high school or five plus. Put that on the like, census. Has, like, yeah, yeah. I have friends like, from high school. That's it. Yeah, we're going to put that on the census. How mm-hmm. many friends from high school do you still have? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I have like, like a zero. Lot. <laughs> it's, I mean, I don't, I don't talk to anyone I went to high school. With. Like the thing too is, it's like um, I went to school exclusively in military towns, so typically, like the turnover of students would be like every couple of years, like they would mm-hmm. be a whole new class, basically. Mm-hmm. So, or you would move to a new place, mm-hmm. and so it's not like you went to school with the same people from kindergarten through high school right, graduation, okay. and then mm-hmm. you're going to keep up with them. So it's like, what this person I've been friends with for like three years. Yeah, no, I don't care that much about keeping up with them. Like, I still have people on Facebook and Instagram, but I don't like. Mm. Yeah, talk to them. right. I right. I have a friend who listened to the podcast who we went to school second second grade through elementary school and then high school and college. So, like, yeah. I graduated high school with someone where they had gone to a different school every single year up until grade ten, and they, they went through ten to twelve at the same school, and that was the first mm. time they went to the same school for more than yeah. one year. Like, and for for American listeners, grade ten is tenth grade. I have zero friends from high school. That, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, too bad Americans can't put it together. Like, geez, <laughs> geez, Louise Akiva. Um, okay, uh, grievance suggestion number oh, wait, one. No, Rob from was Eric. saying something. I'm sorry, Rob. Oh, sorry, no, I was Rob, gonna say that. Something? And Akiva is like my uh, like uh, fifth or sixth oldest I'm your friend. Oldest friend? Yeah. <laughs> your sixth oldest friend. Yeah. Um, who's your oldest friend, Josh Wiggler? Uh, that I, I do have a couple of friends that I uh, you fantasy football guys those those guys yeah are, you, yeah that, been their yeah for a while. That, that, that's that's fair but I like I don't have any like uh I, I don't have any friend that I like College? talk to on the phone that's not a podcast College? well we don't talk on the phone is this that's the what phone? I'm, well that's what that's, that's what I just said call. yeah I don't even know if this is the phone though I don't have any friend that I talk to yeah. on the phone that's not a podcast okay Kirsten do you have phone friends. I like I have I have friends from university. Mm-hmm. Maggie, you have phone friends. You a phone person. Yeah, I have a lot of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I talk on the phone what a all flex. the time. I love talking mm-hmm. on the phone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, it's time to remove the shackles from season three, episode seven. Eric says the idea of a show being too beloved, especially a sitcom, is flawed because these shows are designed to be ridiculous. So it's no big deal if you two pick them apart. I say open the floodgates and let the Office, Parks and Rec, and other fun shows like Friends and The Good Place come flowing in. Where did Friends? You did Friends. Yeah, well, listen, Eric. Who are these wh- fake fans? How about this? Eric Eric ends the email by saying, I'm 42 years old and I've listened to every podcast you two have ever done together on RGP and I'm confident Rob will enjoy it. Uh, he's talking, think, but he's talking about the second show. I, I, so the, here's the thing is I think that 
Um, having the concept of like, oh, this show is too beloved. We shouldn't talk about it. That probably doesn't have to be a requirement. But mm-hmm. also like you two know what shows you want to talk about. And when you don't want to talk about a show, most of the time you're right to not talk about it. You did try to get rid of Riverdale, which was a good season three, episode seven. Mm-hmm. I would just yeah. like to say that. It was a fun that. panel. Um, I don't remember one thing we talked about except for the Gargoyle King. Yeah, you, oh, the Gargoyle make, King, no one will well, ever forget. We're actually in a fight right now that you don't know about because you predicted aliens in Riverdale. <laughs> and I said, if there's ever an alien plot line in Riverdale, we're in a fight. And guess what? Season five of Riverdale. Yeah. Aliens. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. These teen shows, you know, I don't know. These teen shows really get off the rails. Yeah. And I will say, I have a couple of friends who like have made it really far into the process of like perhaps being on one of these teen shows. And you know, now like we're all like 25, 26. And I'm like, if you get on one of these teen shows though, and like it goes off the rails, you're going to be going to prom at 30 and being mm-hmm. captured by aliens at 31. Alien. You know, Alien like not sure. Yeah. yeah, not sure about they that They did. One. Riverdale did a seven-year time jump that took mm-hmm. place over the span of one year, and now there's aliens and also multiple serial killers. And oh, sure. Rob, we're in, we're in a fight about that. Sorry about you didn't that. know it, but... Um, so, yeah, I called it. Yeah, uh, You funny. called it. Someone brought the receipts from mm-hmm. Renown to us. Eric says, what show do you think your listener is going to be more excited about, The Office or Sliders? So, well, here's the, thing. the show we put on the wheel. It's week. not necessarily a show is too beloved, but if mm-hmm. a show is good, it's hard yeah, podcast. Say? It has to yeah, be weird or app. bad yeah. for us to do mm-hmm. it. Like uh where it's like, hey, this is my favorite show. You should do a season three, episode seven about it. Okay, fine. But that's a boring podcast because mm-hmm. it has to be either bad or weird for us to get anything out of it. Yeah, I think the thing is, is it's like I've never seen Sliders, but everything that you have spoken about about the show makes it seem like it's going to be an incredible podcast. It's like I'm both excited, bad and that. weird. Um, but the other thing too is like, guess what? If you have thoughts about The Office, that's out there. You can go find that. You want to hear about Parks and Rec? You can go find that. You can go hear about that. That exists already. You want to hear about Sliders? Mm-hmm. This is where you're going to have to come. That's like a niche place for Renap to be. Um, and it's just like opening a barrier of people to maybe have a TV identity outside of the office in Parks and Rec. Mm-hmm. Like, just yeah. try it. Yeah. Um, and they like tacos. Like, try any other show on for size. <laughs> so, uh, what was this pitch from Eric just to like open up the floodgates to season more popular seven? sitcoms? Basically. Yeah. Basically, I think like, that's a bad call. We are not here to talk about things that are great. Yeah, we it's not are, a TV history show. Yeah. We are here to make fun of things and say this makes no sense. I mm-hmm. I would admit I wouldn't hate to hear you two talk about Ugly Betty, but I don't know if season three, episode seven is a g- great episode of that. But that show is very weird and funny. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's been pitched to us. Hmm. Um, Ugly Betty uh, is my favorite TV show. Wow. I didn't know that. So Grievance suggested two from Eric. He says, get psych in the fishbowl. I, I don't think it's been pitched well enough to you. It's a fun show with an absurd premise. Hell, the mentalist even completely stole the concept and tried to make a serious show with it with a more attractive sto- co-star. Whoa! Would, yeah, I don't even know. Shots who he's fired. About. Wait, wait, yeah. wait, wait! They're saying that the star from the mentalist was hot. I need- That's what he's saying. That's no what Eric is saying. way. He said uh, it would be a fun rabbit hole to go down. You could do an IMDb on, Cor- on Corbin Burnson. What else do you need? Uh, Corbin Burnson. Where does yeah, he come from? Is he on Psych? Maybe he's the leader of Psych. I don't know. By the way, I'm 42 years old. I've listened to every podcast you two have done on RHP. 
I like it. Like, why, why does the age matter there? Like, if you were 30, you wouldn't, you, you wouldn't have had him. I'm very confident, he says, that Rob will enjoy Psych. Uh, uh, yeah, I think that the issue there with Psych as a season three, episode seven, was it's like, I'm sure, like, it's a fine show. Like, uh, mm-hmm. we said, like, it's probably not a show that's good, good to make fun of. Uh, yeah, we already a, have a spite spinoff podcast about Psych. Wait, with, that's a with, spite uh, podcast? Some people say it is on Twitter. I have yeah, no idea. I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure that was a spite spinoff. Like we were wouldn't do season three, episode seven. Yeah. And so they started their own show. Um, not everything another... is going to be a great. Um, I know uh, they should start. If everyone should start their own their own show, well, I don't know. But yeah, I don't have a problem with them starting it. But then, like, we're gonna we're gonna meet in the middle there. It's in three episode seven. Yeah. I don't so Corbin Bur- Corbin Burnson is in Psych, but I don't think he's the lead in Psych. I don't think he's the lead. Yeah. Who's the lead? He's the dad. Dulay Dulay Hill. Dulay Hill and Timothy Amundsen. No, is that the other guy? No, the um James James uh, Rodriguez. James, yeah, James Rodriguez. I just Thomas, who the supposed hottie in the no, Mentalist. Simon Baker. I don't remember. No way. He's not hot. <laughs> Simon Baker is not hot. Could you beat up Simon Baker? I could beat up Simon Baker. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, Simon Baker. Let's see. Do you know how old he is? Uh, born, born in- July 30th, 1969. Wow. There is a woman on the uh, Challenge All-Stars right now who was born in the 60s. Beth was born in 1969. Yes. From uh, real world LA. Mm-hmm. It's pretty wild. Yeah. Just- well, could you take her in a fight, Akiva? Or- uh, I, don't, I have to watch the second episode first. See how, mm-hmm. see how she's doing. <laughs> Okay, um, so uh, yeah, right. I don't know if there's yeah. any actionable uh, yeah. news here, but I just think that the <laughs> season three, episode sevens need to be weird or bad. I think that that's the line. Is it weird? Let's Here's the flow chart. Is it weird? Yes, no. Okay, uh, no. Is it bad? Yes, no. Uh, then it's probably not a season three, episode seven. It, it could be weird, but not bad and still be good. Either It, it doesn't have to be both, but it needs to be one. Okay. Got it. With the exception of Frasier, which is funny because Akiva says he hates it so much. I don't. I don't understand that Akiva. Like, uh, uh, so, uh, so it's basically: is it is it weird? Yes, no. Okay, no. Mm-hmm. Is it bad? Yes, no. And then it, does one of the hosts have an irrational hatred yes. towards it? Yes, no. Uh, if it's no to all three, then it's a no for the fishbowl. What about irrational love? Like you loved a couple of those shows we did. I think they went well, okay. but there was does no one of the, there. Oh, that's does like one of the hosts with the Muppets. Too. Does one of the hosts or potential guest, uh, like for instance, One Tree Hill is in the fishbowl for because uh, Brian Cohen is mm-hmm. uh, doing a, a uh, rewatch and tweeting about it. Does somebody have an an irrational uh, love of the show or hate of the show that might be funny to talk about? Yeah, I think I think that's a good formula. All right, episode one twenty eight. We got it all figured out. Write down the three rules. Yeah, mm-hmm. it'll be a test. Rules. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, you want to get to the wheel? Sure. Any, anything home? else? Anything else? No, Maggie's I think like, I'll uh, save uh, yeah, for next we, week. I got I asked for the check like twenty minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> and I, has anybody seen Sorry. the waiter? No, no. Okay. <laughs> all right, here we go. Uh, season three, episode seven is uh, back. In the mix, uh, the coin flip, the crappy movie diaper, people's choice. You are a shark week, uh, which is getting dangerously close to the quicksand on May 1st. 
the sequel mm-hmm. mechanism, which is going to be basically the census. Yes. Robin, a bunch of sequels about to come on, but yeah. Yeah. Robin Akiva Get Trekked, Podcast Power Hour, Sex and Akiva, High School mm-hmm. Musical, uh, The Guest Choice, Cheaters. Uh, Maggie, was that the last time you were on we were talking about Cheaters? Yes. Yeah. Cheaters is fun. Yes. Okay. Uh, Real or Fake Housewives, uh, Project Greenlight, uh, Life Size with Bryce Isaiah, an airy season with Jenny Autumn. Do we want to put uh, the art of chore onto the wheel or no? I don't think yet. I think we got to, we got to, uh, you know, figure out everything. Give it a week. Get, get the, some chore chart going. Yeah. The chore chart. <laughs> okay. I don't know. That makes it sound like it's a good idea, but somehow we also need good branding. That makes it sound very boring. Yeah, but <laughs> naming it is also a chore. Okay. You need mm-hmm. to evaluate yes. that. That okay. is true. Five right. points for naming it. Episode number 129 is coming up next week on Renap. Okay, uh, let's see what we're going to talk about next time here. Episode number 129. Here we go. And it is going to be... Ooh, the coin flip, Akiva. Ooh. Wow. Okay. I was really looking for guest Yes, okay. <laughs> guest choice, yeah. All right. All right. Maggie, do you have any coins on you? Person, <laughs> you have any coins? Loonies? Oh, I do. I have a coin right here. Yes. Okay. I have a quarter. All right. Don't. I'm sorry. Okay. All right. So, Akiva, you want to call it? Uh, you. I, I always call it. Why don't you call okay. this one? All right. Are you going to call in the air? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, hey, call okay. it. Heads. Tails. Oh, oh, all right, okay. Akiva. Pressure's on you. Okay, I have a couple things I'm looking at here. What will next week's can episode we, of the podcast be? Can we be? influence you? Yes, you yes. can influence. Okay. Yes, I'll, I'll take pictures from anybody. My here. vote is for Aries season for obvious mm-hmm. reasons. I advocated for a long time for Jenny to be shown the respect she deserves and it to be on the wheel. And uh, I, th- I think it's time. Okay. Maggie. You have, a, you have an opinion, Maggie? I Whatever. Okay. Kirsten's opinion. I agree. Mm. Okay. Rob, do you have an idea? Um. No. All right. That's it's that's on my short list. I am thinking about. I've been. Well, this is a very time specific episode, so I want to know if this is a week where you have time for it. What do you think about the podcast Power Hour? Do you have time this week to listen to a lot of podcasts? Uh, how many are we listening to? Uh, I'd say double digits. You, you've you've thrown at the number twenty. It can be ten. It could be twelve. Yeah, maybe let's. Uh, how about a twelve pack? Twelve. So we listen to twelve. We we spend at least five minutes on each for an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, it, are you up for that this week? Look, I feel I'll like figure, your life I'll is going to get crazy out. soon. I'll figure it out. Might. Yeah. Do you think it's a good choice? Because I could pick something else. That's. For that, I mean, that's. It's going to be tough. Whatever week we do it. So I will. I will make mm-hmm. it work if that's what you want to do. The other thing I was also thinking about was the census. I feel like that's overdue. I haven't had it in a while. Mm-hmm. I am excited about the census. Let's let's go with podcast power hour. Okay, I think I think that's going to be fun. So I'm gonna I'm gonna submit a form. I'm yes, gonna, uh, put up a form on Monday or Tuesday. People can pitch us on podcasts. It won't just be like twelve most popular podcasts. Tell us why we should listen to a podcast you like. And Rob and I, yeah, we'll listen to all the podcasts on the internet and this week. Can you record that on a Sunday next week? Yeah. Okay. Sure. All right. So look for Renap on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. Give us an extra day to listen to all those podcasts. Do you have a Do you have a podcast in mind, Maggie? We should listen to what What should we listen to? So My favorite murder. Okay. okay, that was I a just, very good one. I don't know very if quick. they 
I don't know if I trust them to talk about my favorite murder. No, I'll give them a good, give them a good episode. What? But they're all good. If, okay, well, if you are going to listen to my favorite murder, my pitch would be, I think it's episode 33, where they talk about the Lululemon murder. That's my favorite. It's oh, no, I'm going to... Namaste. Sexy. I thought the idea is we're ta- we're listening to this week's yeah, episode. I, I think Rob's right. I think it would yeah. be cool. It would be fun well, to listen to, like, the best podcast. But episode. We are t- here to, 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 to save the audience some trouble. Yeah. We listened to all the podcasts this week, I have, so okay. you didn't have to. Do you, yeah. want, so do you want me to tell you... Other podcasts that I listen to. My favorite murder is a really good one. Armchair mm-hmm. Expert is a really mm-hmm. good one with That's Dak Shepard. Dak Shepard. Okay. Uh huh. Um, Why won't you date me with Nicole Byer is always mm-hmm. really good. Um, Urgent Care is a really good advice pod. Um, All right. Well, we should do a, like a Google form of. Like, yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Yeah. We're gonna let get people a lot pitch us on there. We'll do popular ones. I feel like you're definitely going to be doing Doughboys. I don't know. Rob uh, does not want to talk about food. I mean, I can talk but about a can, podcast. I feel like Rob can talk about people who talk about food. Like, how far removed from the food does he have to be? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So let's uh, let's see. You know, let's try not to like um, you know piss off any like uh, crazy podcast fan bases. Also, no, we're not going to trash the podcast. We're just gonna we're gonna let people know what's going on there. My mm-hmm. favorite murder is a good one. It's a great mm-hmm. podcast. You I love my favorite murder. One. Okay. What great. is your favorite murder, Kirsten? Well, I mean, I don't have a favorite murder because. I'm not a murderer, mm-hmm. right? Like I have a favorite murder. Yeah, what's just? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not gonna call like there are interesting murders, but I'm not gonna call one my favorite. It's hard I feel to like... pick a top five. I know. Oh my god! <laughs> what's your favorite murder, Maggie? And then we'll get everybody out of here. Um. Well, I obviously really um like you know like the ten Ted Bundy story was like mm-hmm. my OG but big Bundy fan. There yeah. was there was a murder, and I honestly don't even know like the name but it's it's what got me to being into murder it was this family of five that was like all attacked in connecticut back in like 2006 i remember there's a people magazine that came to my house that was all about it and i read it like i read the article cover to cover i was 11 and i read the whole thing and that's what got me super into murder so wow. everybody who listens to my favorite murder has a story like that though okay uh rob and uh, what about the murder that the mets lineup does to jacob the grum's record every day <laughs> that's really my least favorite murder yeah edwin diaz uh my oh, least God. favorite murderer um okay um this was really fun. Great episode mm-hmm. of Renap uh, this week. Of course, uh, the Temptation Island wrap up features both Maggie and Kirsten every week. Uh, of course, uh, can you give a little pitch of uh, Temptation Island to get Akiva watching? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh yeah, so would love Temptation Island. So basically, these couples go to an island to test their relationship, and all of the men go onto an island with a bunch of single women, and mm-hmm. all of the women go onto an island with a bunch of single men. Yeah. And every week, at the end of the week, they go and watch like a 30-second video clip of what their partner is doing on the other island. And um, then some of them are cheating on each other. Some of them are having threesomes. Some of them yeah. are, you know, doing romantic things together. So it's some like, of them it's are very... writing their name on a lady's butt and then mm-hmm. smacking it. Well, you know, there's um, just like a lot going on. Akiva, I got into a spirited debate with uh, my wife the other night over mm-hmm. is having an affair the same as cheating? <laughs> okay. What do you think? Um is having Oh, so you mean cheating once on somebody is not an affair. If you have like, yeah, if you just I think if, it's if like you just square like square yeah. rectangle thing where all mm-hmm. like all affairs are cheating but not all cheating is affairs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I would be much more upset, I think, if my partner was having an emotional affair with someone, mm-hmm. like calling that, even if they never did anything physical, yeah. like telling them that they loved them, that they hated their current situation and that yeah. they wanted to be with them. That would hurt way more than finding out that they slept with someone once. Yeah. Okay. So, and th- that was, uh, I How said, this come up. Can we find, we were yeah. talking about somebody, somebody that's not in the podcast world, but somebody that we okay. knew in real life who, uh, that, 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 uh, we knew that had been un- unfaithful. Uh, mm. And I said, and and I said, like, uh, oh, because they had an affair. And she's like, how do you know she had an affair? Uh, and I said, well, you told me. She's like, uh, I I didn't say it was an affair. Yeah, well, I this think is some affair, real semantics. I, I think affair implies like a second relationship with another person, yes. whereas cheating encompasses having a relationship with a person or mm. one-off yeah. situations where you're unfaithful. Yes. Well, is it three times an affair? I don't know. I think it's in the eye of the, the beholder because I think if I if if the situation were somehow like uh, in in my own relationship, I think I would have a very hard time saying I cheated, but it was not an affair. I don't think that my wife would uh, like. I don't. I don't think that there's like a moral level of like. Yeah, it, like it's, it depends on what's agreed on in your relationship, and if you're in a monogamous relationship, then. Mm-hmm. Either an affair or just a one-off cheating. See, I not. thought it could be used I, interchangeably. She said no. I listen. Oh, no, I listen to like, like I've listened to a couple like sex therapy podcasts, and they say that um, that men, when they find out that their partner who is female has cheated on them, like hetero men, the first question is like about like the, the male, like about them sleeping together and how it was, and the woman's first question in a hetero relationship is always like, "Do you love her?" So I do think that there's something mm. to that, that yeah. like the, an affair, like your wife would latch on to you saying affair because she's like, it wasn't that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you know. Interesting. Uh, Akiva, is this a good census question? Is uh, all cheating an affair? Or not that interesting? Yeah. I think it's a good census question. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think it might need like a little bit of. Uh, yeah. I think it's, yeah. it's hey. just like the squ- all squares are rectangles, but not all rectangles are squares. It's, it's exactly like that. Mm. Okay. Um, all right. So Maggie, uh, where can people check out more about what you're doing? Yeah, you can find me on Instagram at MLMorgan underscore, and you can find me every Wednesday on the Temptation Island podcast with Kirsten. And you can hear me this Wednesday, actually, with you, Rob, talking about Survivor Gabon. We're yes. going to talk about all That's of the craziness, synergy. the 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 sugar shack and uh, i'm pretty i'm pretty excited about it i started watching last night and uh it does deliver still i mean what a cast let me just say yes uh could the property bros have fixed up uh the sugar shack i mean i think that the property bros probably created the sugar shack for her it was her paradise right (laughs) yeah okay um we'll see we'll talk about that on wednesday night this should be uh, a lot of fun uh kirsten where can people check out more of what you're doing uh, yes yeah, so of course the aforementioned temptation island uh recap gonna just keep saying that so hopefully it, it sticks with people um as well as uh, every week i'm talking about an episode of bojack horseman with Lindsay wilson on bojack horse pod the episode coming out this week has Chappelle on it for the season two premiere Whoa. so um big get for us um, as well as talking Riverdale. Um, it used to be every week, uh, but now Riverdale's on hiatus until July. So Kowski cast will come out when it comes out. Um, and that's Cal with a K. Okay. Yeah. 
All right, uh, Kirsten, uh, great job. This was really fun today to talk about Thank the you. HGTV shows. Um, Akiva, what's coming up? Us. Yes, yeah, what's coming up for you? Um, thirty-two fans. We got some uh, drafts and other ideas in the works. We're coming off, uh, a, you know, our, our epic uh, uh, monetary loss. I don't think we've talked about that on this podcast, mm-hmm. but uh, terrible time was had by all. But uh, you know, I'm sure. I'm sure. So you much know, excitement though last Saturday night. There was a lot of excitement. It was. It was. It was. It was fun. It got uh, me to tune sure. into the NCAA. So that's wild. Yeah. they should send us a check for the ratings. Ideally, thirty-two thousand five hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Um. And then NGOG, uh, this week we had a fun episode uh, without a guest. And then next week we have uh, one of the most iconic guests you could have on the podcast. Uh, Kirsten McGinnis is coming. Wow. I didn't know if I was allowed to say, so I didn't. I didn't. Oh, maybe I'm not supposed to say. Bleep her name. I don't, well, you didn't, say, you didn't say that it was going to be me on last week. I mean, am I bleeping this whole part too? No, yeah, bleep it's this fine. Too. I'm, no, it's stop it. We're going to be new girl. Season two, episode seven, Menzies. So it's going to be good. Oh, okay. All right. Um, and then, uh, of course, uh, we'll be back here with more Renap coming up uh, next weekend. Look for us uh, on Sunday. And I think, Akiva, if it's good with you, I think Sunday is going to be my preferred day for Renap because the circle is coming back and we're going to be having a weekly circle roundtable coming up on Saturdays. I don't mind switching days. But I mind getting bumped for something called the circle. No, I'm just kidding. I really don't care. Whatever you want. <laughs> what? Do you have an issue with that shape? No, I, I have no. Yes. I, we, we like squares and rectangles, like uh, Kirsten was just saying. Mm-hmm. No, Who's I have no we? problem with the circle. The, the royal we. Like the mm-hmm. same we who made the decision about Love It or List and not being on this yeah. episode. Okay. So uh, probably for the next couple of weeks, uh, we will uh, end up uh, doing these podcasts on Sunday. Uh, as opposed to on Saturday, because we're going to have a weekly circle recap every week uh, for at least the next three weeks coming up here uh, on the back half of April. Of course, uh, thank you so much for listening to uh, Renap this week. What are, so what are we going to do? We're going to do the quiet Men in Black outro? Yeah, and you people like when you shush them. Okay, all right. So, that was very funny. Yeah, Maggie, we have a listener who she wakes up uh, when we play the outro music too loud. So we're going to... <laughs> Very quietly, but people still like the song. Uh, we're going to quietly take you out to the sounds of Chester and the Men in Black. Uh, we'll see you next time, everybody. Take care. Bye. Here come the men in black. Men in black. Very quiet, man. All right, Chester, let me tell you this in closing. Although it might seem imposing, but trust me, if we ever show in your section, believe Don't wake up. for your own protection. Stay asleep. Chester is not gonna wake you up. Very quiet end to the podcast. Sweet dreams. Good night.